welcome to D&D Grandma. My name is Sean Bell. I'm joined by Matthew Murray. Hello there. <laughs> is, that, is that the D&D Grandma? That's good. I like that. And James Farley. Woozoo. What? Well, I have no idea what that is. Okay. Is that is that what they do on the D&D Grandma? No, that was... That is that was... what grandmas do? No. Who no, does that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, I mean you'd be watching David's videos. Obviously not. Oh God, no! I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. I know you've. Yeah, he's been talking about them, and I've seen the tweets. I've just not. They've Best always been ever. like while I've been at work, and oh, I can't you, actually you watch or listen guy. to these. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I saw something. <laughs> who? who where? Okay, let's let's not get into it. <laughs> yeah, D and D grandma. What on earth happened there? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, um, I woke up on some morning last week, and uh, actually, no, I, and I checked my phone. As I do, you know, every morning, of course. And I had a notification, like an um, announcement saying, like, new podcast on the TCGS feed. I was like, what? <laughs> and then I looked at it, and it was, yeah, D&D Grandma, this Dungeons & Dragons uh, podcast somehow appeared on our feed. I have literally no idea. Obviously, I checked Twitter. The first things I saw were people saying, I can't believe Matt's done this. Um, <laughs> uh, again, but no, no, it, it had nothing to do with this. It was, I, I don't know what happened. It was on, um, I think, basically, it obviously happened, and then it got caught uh, fairly soon, I think, because on some podcast mm. services, it wasn't on there at all. Other people, yeah. it wasn't their main Apple podcast thing. Then it was on third parties, and it was sort of gradually sort of seeping through but yeah we don't know what happened there if it's a pod being thing or an itunes thing i'm thinking it must it was, be itunes i oh, really but, i assumed but, it was Podbean, but i guess but then uh, i guess i didn't ask what dnd grandma what they're hosted on but either way somehow yeah. and also our podcast was on their feed really was it i yeah, thought yeah. it wasn't well no no because no, um on the because the, they tweeted us saying basically this is our our artwork but it's your show so I think I, was I think that, I think they were talking about the stuff that was on our feed, though, weren't they? I thought it because I checked their feed and it looked fine. Oh, did That's you? Why I was okay. pissed off because I was like, look, if we at least got a bit of cross promotion out of it, I wouldn't mind so much. But it was... yeah. <laughs> anyway, we don't know what happened, um, but yeah, somehow yeah, D Grandma appeared on our feed. Mad. Yeah, that was, that was yeah very weird. It was just, and yeah, as you say, it was just one of those fascinating things because it, whatever it was appeared to have been fixed almost instantly because of the, because of the way podcatchers work. It just took forever for them all to realise that it had been fixed. So um, yeah, sorry to everyone who thought we'd taken a radical new direction. Although we did get a couple of people tweeting out to me like, yeah, very funny, but when are you doing a Dungeons & Dragons podcast? No. <laughs> um, which I don't think, yeah. Well, because I had a couple of people like, oh, yeah, no, but it, like, oh, it'd be really funny getting Dave to do that. I was like, no, right, because this is the opposite of when you all say it'd be really funny to get me to a football match. Yeah. It's like, no, I just, I'd have nothing to, to say. Or, like, you don't know that. Work. It might be brilliant. <sighs> yeah, but probably not. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll go to a footy match if we do a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Oh, God, well, I'll do one then, definitely. That's it. I know you will, but what about James? Uh, James, I had you as a D&D well, fan anyway. No, probably not. <laughs> no, I, I sort of imagine you went like Certain lines even James won't cross. You, I won't mean, do, you won't do the fancy magic cards and you won't do role-playing. I, I mean, I've never, I've never played it, to be honest, because I've never... Yeah, I've never really felt really into it. I mean, it might be something I'd enjoy, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I've never tried it. It's pretty, like... Dungeons and Dragons has sort of seen a resurgence because it's it's the one that you don't really have to take that seriously. Mm-hmm. Whereas like a lot of other pen and paper RPGs, it's like, no, you are telling a story and you like you try and like act as your character and so not like, you know, yeah, you run I, I the told room and stuff. You, but... I'm not sure if it was on this show, but I said I played that werewolf game once. Oh yeah, yeah. What's is that in this what sort of game is that? 
That's where, yeah, where, where, uh, yeah. Werewolf, werewolf is playing it's part in... of the part of the world of darkness, which started with vampire and then it's werewolf and yeah. a load of other shit. Um, yeah, werewolf's all right. It's basically Dungeons and Dragons is for people who really just want to do the fights and stuff, whereas most other pen and paper RPGs are more about actually just sort of collaboratively telling a story. And like there are rules and stuff, but anyway, no one actually cares. Sorry, we shouldn't well, have gone no, to this. No, yeah. So, so instead of like coming to mind whenever there's like whenever there's a console launch, and you know mm. we're still waiting for a fair bit, just come to mind and we'll do D and D live on Twitch. <laughs> See, this is Matt, the thing. Matt. I can't imagine going out of our way to meet up and then just doing, doing that, that instead of yeah. actually playing How long do those games proper last? games. Are they, are they like multiple hours? <laughs> Uh, oh, they can be, yeah. I mean, there's, there's there's all different campaigns, or you can obviously you can just write your own. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but um, who, so there who are short ones. Is going to be the dungeon master? It probably have to be me, I guess. Because I'd love it, it to can't be Dave. Me. I don't know how to play the game. Yeah, he doesn't know how to play, it, so it'd be funnier. Make <laughs> <laughs> Dave do it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. You could write the campaign as well. Uh, that should be funny then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This show is supported by Patreon. If you want to head to TC- uh, patreon.com forward slash TCGS, um, you can uh, give us a sub and get stuff for it. Um, we have a $40 Patreon producer tier and the people who have subscribed to that this week are Alan M. Nash, Steve Garrett and Aaron Patrick. Thank you very much for that. It is well appreciated. I, I mean, I, I know we say this every time, but the, the monthly Patreon payment has come through and once again pulled my ass out of the fire financially so <laughs> thanks very much um, yeah, uh, yeah yeah it's absolutely amazing thank you ever so much for everyone who supports us on patreon very much yeah. appreciated for sure yes. um yes. right feedback <laughs> yeah let's get on to it uh, last week we talked about loot boxes of course but we'll crack on to <sighs> oliver birch's e- uh, email morning gents um just some feedback from last week's show and the gambling discussion though at first i did agree with the whole loot boxes are a form of gambling i've since talked myself out of it from my view where does this end Cost of a single basic feed-for-pack slash loot box is, what, a quid? Not far off the cost of a pack of Panini stickers, Pokemon cards, or Kinder Surprise. Even things like Loot Crate have existed for years at a much higher premium with oftentimes greater risk-reward. All things considered, microtransactions are, in my opinion, just a more accessible version of all the aforementioned surprise element goods. Well, that's that's all fair and good, but it's also bollocks. And the reason... (laughs) The reason being is because... Strong start from James. Go no, no, the, the reason being is because, okay, it's true that those things cost, like, you know, small amounts of money, but it's quite difficult to spend, like, say, £10,000 on Kinder Surprise, whereas it's I was much say, easier to do yeah. that through microtransactions. Yeah, because he says it himself, it's a much more accessible version of those things. It's like, yes, that's, that is the problem, yeah. is that it's so much easier. Like, if you walk into a shop and try to buy an entire pack of like you know panini cards or whatever that's still not going to cost you a grand is it like if you do that whereas and the person who owns a shop is going to be like really and that obviously if you really want to do that you can do it but there's an element like that element of judgment or whatever is actually quite a powerful tool to put people off these things whereas if you're just clicking a button and money just disappears out of your account it's like you know like um it's becoming more common. I think it's like mainly in America, but like restaurants where you can just order food on a, a tablet rather than having to actually ask someone for something. Because dessert orders fucking skyrocket when you do that. I because bet. you don't have to look at you don't have to look another human in the eye and say, yeah. I want shitloads of ice cream, please. If you're just tapping buttons on a screen and the thing just turns up, you're much more likely to do like compulsive things. Yeah. So I think there is a huge difference. Absolutely. I mean, it's like if you go to like McDonald's or whatever, you know, and it's like if you yeah. use the touch screen, it's much less bad than if you're like yeah. saying to the person that you exactly. want like a ton of burgers. You know, it's exactly. It's like, yeah, because I used to just get a meal from McDonald's and now it's like, 
actually, I could get some chicken selects and an apple pie, and oh, God, just make it large. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I, I, I think it doesn't feel as fun. It's more fun if you say, yeah, so three uh, DCs, twenty nugs, extra value meal. <laughs> you know, like just turning it out to a robot. I don't get the satisfaction of looking someone in the eye and saying, "Yeah, I'm going to eat all these nugs. I'm going to eat these three DCs." And I mean, if you can derive satisfaction rather than absolute shame from that, then more power to you, Matt. <laughs> I get off on that, Sean. I love that. <laughs> but no, you see, um, as I said, the difference between this is is the ease of buying it, obviously, because it's yeah. like linked to your credit card, all that kind of thing. Also, the way that it's presented to you. And the yeah. fact that you can buy like you know a crate of gems or whatever for like a hundred quid, and people do yeah. do that. I mean, just watch that video that Dave put up recently of the crane game thing, God, where people yes. are just pumping money into that because it's easy. It's very simple to do that. It's quite different if you're buying stuff like car- like Pokemon cards or putting your stickers or whatever because yeah. there is a limit there. Like there's a, there's a limit from the actual shop. Like they, they yeah. have a limit of stock. This stuff doesn't. It's it's <laughs> it's different. It's it's a little bit different. And like, there's something. I mean, this is mainly like a psychological difference. But like, if I'm buying a pack of cards from a shop, you know, random cards that are already in a pack, and I can see they're in a pack in a box, and I'm just buying, you know, I'm picking a pack of them and buying them. I know there's no trickery regarding what's in that yeah. pack. Whereas, what what happens when you, I know they like some countries they have to publicize the odds, right? Yeah, it's publicized yeah. before drop rates. Yeah, yeah. Um, but without that, I'm like, well, how do I know they're not fucking with it? It's like if you went into a shop and went, oh, yeah, can I have a pack of these cards? And then a guy turned around to a big pile of cards and sort of picked out cards and put them in a box for me and then gave me the box. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, hang on a minute. How do I know what you've picked is, is properly random? But, I mean, that's just sort of paranoia, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah, I, it, it is different is the short answer. Uh, uh, James, I, I don't think Isaac's probably old enough yet, uh, or maybe he is, but uh, have your kids got into blind bags yet in shops? Okay, Matt, first of all, my son's name's Asher. Um, I was going to say. Yeah. No, no, no I, I, I said Isaac. I'll talk about to Sean's kid. You just said James. You said James. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I, I meant, uh, what? Well, I, I, I meant Sean. I, I said, it doesn't matter what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Matt, who, didn't you also say kids plural? Yeah. I've only got the one. I mean, okay. I think, who are you directing the question at, Matt? Well, <laughs> I, what, I was going to ask you, and then I thought, oh, no, I don't want to leave Sean out. So I said, well, you know, maybe Isaac isn't, isn't quite old enough, but how about you? you know? And I said, both of you, you know, it doesn't matter. Either way, <laughs> have your kids got into uh, blind bags, James? No. Not you, Sean. No. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that was quite funny. Not you. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> Shut no, they haven't because I, I don't I don't get in for going for that because it's um yeah I don't think they're good. Uh, we just okay yeah so I, I I mistakenly bought one in for Eddie once and it was like every time I went to shop like we try, had you know she was trying to collect all these mashing things and yeah I mean all, all, that, all, that, that that's pretty much a, a form of gambling you don't know what you're going to get and you keep buying them until you get the one you, you're you're trying to get hold of it's an absolute mm-hmm. nightmare. Luckily, she's got. Yeah, but she's got you to mitigate it. Unless you're, unless you're getting into it as well, Matt, and you're like, yeah, no, she's got a whole crate of them. No, I I wasn't (laughs) the one sort of in like Tesco, that the toilet at Tesco, like feeling all the packets to try and make sure she got the Elsa she wanted. (laughs) That that that's definitely Jill, not me. But uh, yeah, Uh, I I presume Isaac um, hasn't got into that stuff yet, Sean. Uh, Isaac can barely say his own name, so okay, yeah, yeah, not not a problem yet. Just Um, keep (laughs) keep it that way, if I I follow you. (laughs) Did Did either of you guys? collects uh trash can trolls 
Lou when you were no, little. No, I don't know what that is. Well, it, it always throws me because I mainly see them referred to by Americans and they knew them as garbage pail kids. Oh, yeah, no, oh, that. Okay, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, exactly. But here they were trash can trolls. So it was like, you know, the, the trolls, the little figures with yeah, the long yeah. hair and stuff. It was you just put, them. You put your like, fingers in your doomed. eyes, that thing, and you're like, is that, is that them? Oh, no, I'm I mean, thinking about Boglins. <laughs> you're thinking of Boglins. <laughs> <laughs> Bob was also very good. But yeah, Trash Control, they were just collectible cards, but it was just those trolls, but just like doing really gross things. Lovely stuff. But, but I mean, sort of child, like, you know, child appropriate gross things, but still gross things. Yeah. Like this one guy's like, he'd grabbed his hair and he was just eating it. Oh. And it was just like a continuous cycle of him eating his hair and it growing out the top of his head again. That's horrendous. And then I'd another one. Your body part and hair. That's. Ugh. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just weird shit like that. That was like, well, that's not inappropriate, but it is making me feel slightly ill. Definitely. I mean, anyway, I, I, used I, mean to I, I, I spent a lot of money on like Panini, like, you know, uh, football stickers when I was younger. Uh-huh. Uh, and th- th- that's the same, isn't it, James? Wouldn't you say? No. Did you, did you get into Panini when you were younger? Um, yeah, I did. I've got loads of those back in the in the garage. But again, they didn't cost me ten thousand pounds or whatever. You know, <laughs> well, you so. don't know how much you spent. I mean, the pack, just for the inflation, pack is James. Twenty five yeah, years these days. <laughs> I mean, you've seen us a lot. Is it match attacks or whatever today's version is? And like, and that's like one fifty a pack. Like kids, anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's get on to it. This is do you not just go on Amazon and just buy them a box? I guess you could not, do, but I because I, I discovered this a crate of panini cards. Yeah, well, because I discovered this when Nu was pregnant, and she was she was finding that um, so she's getting really bad. Uh, yeah, she got really into football cards. No, uh, she was getting really bad sickness, and she found that sweets were helping. Particularly, um, she's really into jelly babies, and she was like buying loads of packs of jelly babies. And I realised you can just get like a fourteen kilogram bag off Amazon for like fifteen quid. <laughs> it's just like boom, there you go. Uh, I ended up having most of them. Nice. Um, but yeah, but but it, th- that would definitely take all the fun out of it. Like half the fun was like, okay, like yeah. a couple of packets a week before and after paper round or whatever. Not like oh, yeah, Matt, that's look, a, the way you're saying what? this. This sounds like you were totally into the gambling element of it. You're like talking about <laughs> what, the excitement, the excitement of like opening the wrapper to see what you've yes, got. And all that. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't class that as gambling. Every single, every single yeah, kid, kid in, in my year was well, playing those things. It wasn't. I didn't feel like gambling at the time. It's just like, I've got to get the number one shiny of the Premier League trophy. Thank you. Were you sweating oh. when you were like opening the opening the packets and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and to James, get someone else to open because his hands were shaking. James, if you weren't sweating as well, then you weren't playing the game properly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you could not be sweating with excitement opening those packets. <laughs> oh, God, I've just seen what the next email is. It's, it, it'll it's be fine. Related. It'll be fine. This is uh, okay, it's from Tom Engerton, uh, entitled uh, uh, Magic the Gathering Pay to Win. This one is predominantly for Sean. Sorry, I'm a bit behind the times of this one, but you recently described Magic the Gathering Arena game as allowing players to scan in real-world decks for use in the game. This was deservedly described positively, but could you explain how or why this is different to the reviled uh, pay-to-win aspects of other competitive games? Surely those of the most money can buy a powerful real-world deck, scan it in, and gain a competitive advantage. Or is Magic balanced so well that one deck doesn't really have a competitive advantage over any other, but rather promotes or supports a particular style of play? This is coming from a place of complete ignorance. I'm not accusing you of being Magic shields. And that's from Tom. Um, so yeah, it, it's certainly more the, the latter in that Certainly, yeah. So when they bring out, it, it's you kind of have to think of it as like expansions for a game. So every so often, like a new season will kick off, and it'd be like, here's a bunch of cards that we, you know, new cards we've introduced to the game, and then you know, here, you know, then they'll release like five sort of pre-made decks that you can buy. Um, I mean, those decks are only about a tenner. Um, 
so you know the idea is you just sort of see it as like an ongoing shifting thing like every time a new season comes in yes it changes the game and the new cards that come out will have certain advantages over the old ones it's not that they're better necessarily it's just that the the shape of the you know as they call it the meta of the game has changed overall and it's kind of shifted like what defines like a good or bad deck which i guess yeah and obviously inevitably that it does feel like a a bit of power creep like a you know um when i talked about it the other week i was saying how like i used to play the card game and then a load of new cards came out and suddenly my cards were shit and i was like oh well fuck this and i just stopped playing because i didn't understand that it's this like that's just how the game progresses there's no like there's no other way of doing it either you know you release a bunch of cards and then you go there you go that's that's the game see you later or you keep iterating on it and you keep adding new things and obviously that becomes impossible to like perfectly balance um i think uh netrunner which was really successful and then mysteriously stopped because a license ran out or something i think that had like an actual subscription model where you could subscribe to it and you just got the new shit whenever it came out um which is maybe a better way of doing it um but like the the really dangerous angle which again relates to what we've just been saying is that you can just buy boosters and maybe get new cards that aren't actually part of the new pre-made decks um and then you get into like actual deck building where you actually put your own stuff together and theoretically come up with things that are you know, better or just more interesting than the pre-made decks so it's it's just kind of how it works and you kind of expected to want to buy new cards every so often um so yeah it's it's not quite as insipid i think i think it's like it's understood that that is just the the business model and that's how the game ha- you know has to operate to evolve really yeah i mean i guess like every time there's a new new series that that's like equivalent of like a new character in overwatch or a big new patch and you exactly yeah adjust and it accordingly. just yeah, and it just sort of rejigs things. And yes, it makes some things initially maybe seem shit in comparison, but it's like maybe it just, like, you know, so that that situation I was in where, you know, back in the day where new stuff came out and I was like, oh, suddenly my deck's shit. The correct response to that is just be like, well, no, the game has just changed and I should, you know, enjoy the fact that I now have to rethink my deck. Like it shouldn't just be a case of, well, I've built this one deck and I like it. That's all I want to play for the next 10 years. I should be happy that there's new stuff to you know think about so yeah nice one um mm. we also talked last week about the bethesda.net account controversy <laughs> if you want to call it that in, in inverted commas <laughs> uh, mehmet has tweeted in regarding the doom slash bethesda account login controversy i think you may have ignored one aspect of the situation that does make it kind of cynical you need to log into an online account to play the game which from which your online portion has been ripped out it's doom but offline only that's silly i assumed it had deathmatch um so that's really or even if it had co-op that would be a laugh um so yeah no that that is kind of weird that is silly silly. uh we talked about uh about which consoles you think will last you know the next 20 years or at least the the most hardcore in terms of like hardware build and whatnot uh Mm. dean chill made has tweeted in following on from the hardware chat this week my 360 once red ringed when i was playing gta with some friends i opened it up and heat sink had all burned away causing the overheating i used toothpaste to replace it and it worked like a charm until i can go out the next day and get some proper heat sink that thing refused to die I, I would love to know if he like <laughs> knew that would work or if it was just a total fucking gamble. Oh yeah, yeah. So what happened? He, he yeah, it was. It, he put it on the carpet, maybe outside his room. It's near the kit, near the bathroom. He actually stood on a tube of toothpaste. It went in. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like, did he? <laughs> like, did he just think, oh, what have I got in the house that is like some sort of paste? 
no, let's not get into that. <laughs> just, um, yeah, it, it, what I want to know is like how many things did he have to try first of all before he realised the toothpaste worked? <laughs> It's like bit mustard, of, bit of mayonnaise, no, bit of mayonnaise. jam. This is simple. No, that's not working. No, got, I've got uh, done it. No, that's not working. I, I, I hope to God that he's actually like some sort of engineer, and he was just like, actually, yeah, toothpaste has similar properties to thermal paste. Therefore, that'll be fine for a day. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I hope so. Absolutely. Um, okay, we talked about firing them. Of course, we're going to cover it again later. Um, mm. Everyone keeps accusing. Um, People who chose uh, the Black Eagles uh, of being Tories, but Aaron <laughs> at Fairy Fruit has tweeted in, don't let Sean fool you into thinking that the Leicester Alliance, a state led by a council of nobles who left the empire because they wanted power for themselves, is some kind of liberal utopia. All three houses are Tories, it's the Tories who layer. <laughs> they all do Listen. seem to be wrongans, don't they? Like, <laughs> Yeah, you said, well... I'm, we'll get on to this, but uh, so Claude from from the Alliance oh, I know has, has has visions of a better world. Actually, well, they all say that. Yeah, but that's, so. that's not necessarily a good thing. Like, what kind of better world <laughs> is this? Like a better world, you know, based on the pr- the principles of capitalism. You know, like you know, and utopian listen, capitalism. Oh, let's <laughs> not get into that again, James. <laughs> You'll set the Americans on us again. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, I, yeah, I mean, I'll talk about it in a bit. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and that's it for follow up and feedback this week. It's at Computing and Pod on Twitter if you want to tweet some feedback or whatever's on your mind. Or you can email podcast at thecomputergameshow.com. James, have you seen the 2012 San Diego 4th of July fireworks display? Actually, no. That, I mean, I've always been meaning to, but I've never got around to it. You never got, you, know, you didn't, you missed that year. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the one you might have heard about it. It's when they accidentally set off all the fireworks at once. Okay, because they had um, basically the, apparently the way these displays work is that like there's a there is a program built into the the system where like to check that all the triggers are working before you put the fireworks in you press a button and it just fires every single one and checks they're all working and they accidentally hit that button when all the fireworks were in and I mean it's worth looking up the video because it's absolutely hilarious because um, basically yes yeah, so what happened was a firework display that was meant to last half an hour went off in about thirty five seconds the whole lot mm-hmm. and. It looks like a war, but with all people with like picnic blankets out and stuff, and um, and like you know, some people are just like, "Ah, this is amazing," and some people are, like genuinely scared. Like it's actually quite intimidating. And basically, that's that's what uh, the sort of experience I want from the news this week. I want you to just absolutely bombard me um, with like half an hour's worth of content in thirty-five seconds. Yeah, like really, obviously, very quickly, just sort of rapid fire. Like, yeah, basically, just yeah, Matt, all edit, over you. If you could, yeah, if you could get the Matt, if you can edit this new segment so that you can just layer each bit of news on top of the other so that it all happens at the same time. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm be... <laughs> I mean, probably don't. No, I'm What's the news, now. James? Uh, it's been a rubbish week, hasn't it? It's um, Summer, in it? It's Get outside. The weather's nice. It is. I mean, there's not really a lot of really interesting stuff. I mean, th- this, no. these are the picks. I mean, I've chosen these. I mean, most of these are Matt stories, really. Like, ones that I'd what, imagine... What, 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 what? The, the, oh. the ones that I'd imagine you're interested in. But I'm not. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't pass. I don't. I don't well, let's see what the news is. Okay, uh, Ninja starts streaming exclusively on Mixer. Um, okay. So Ooh. I thought you'd be well up for this, Matt. Can you can you talk to us about it? Because yeah. well, why would I be well up for it? Because you love all this stuff, all these like <laughs> celebrity streamers and all that kind of thing. You do love an influencer, Matt. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is. It's, it's massive news. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, basically, he's just out of the blue, seemingly out of the blue, although he said he's been working on it for months. But um, out of the blue, yeah, he's just left Twitch and exclusively now on Microsoft's Mixer streaming platform. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I saw it, I, I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't believe it. I was, I mean, blown away is the wrong word, but I was like, this, this is obviously a huge, huge deal. I mean, you know, he's arguably Twitch's biggest uh, asset, and um, and now he's gone. In fact, actually, within minutes of him announcing it, um, Twitter, uh, sorry, Twitch have removed his verified uh, tick. Uh, and people are like, oh, that's so petty of Twitch, but actually, you only get that <laughs> if, if you're a partner, so... And, oh, and if go. you're partner yeah. of one, you can't be a partner of another. So it's all just above board. But everyone's like, "Oh yeah, great, great shade thrown there by Twitch." No, that's <laughs> probably what I do. But yeah, um, ma- massive. And like now, here's who's on Mixer. Um, I think subs are free for him for the first two months. He's only yeah. got like five hundred thousand subs. Um, and like, Zoom subs on Mixer get the same stuff. Yeah, hell yeah. Give us hitters, hitters. Okay, so he had 14,956 subscribers on Twitch. And mm-hmm. I was quite surprised by this because it, this is apparently down from a peak. He had, at one point, he had 285,000. I was going to say, 14,000, that doesn't actually sound No, like... it doesn't, does it? It doesn't sound as impressive as I thought that it was going to be. No, because I thought Ninja was like bigger than Jesus, so I just assumed it was like... Hundreds well, of thousands, I mean, he, if not. He, he, he's still he's still massive, but it, whereas mm. one point he was like by far and away like the biggest stri- streamer. If you look at Fortnite, he was always at the top. Sometimes other people were, are are catching up on. I, I think his. I think Fortnite. The interest in that has d- slowly is slowly declining, and I think we, you know, well, that's the same. What, you say watching, that, watching him, but then also you see, according to Twitch's figures from since this has happened, the number of people watching Fortnite hasn't declined. It's it stayed pretty constant. So okay, so they've just moved over to other yeah streamers. They're kind of arguing that yeah. this, for them this is not a big deal. Actually, it hasn't really impacted them at all. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, what's quite interesting is that his first so the first night that he did this, he got over double his recent Twitch numbers. But that's still not even close to what he had before. Like it's still yeah, you know, not not so close. But you know, I guess this is this is just kind of the beginning. I mean, I did like the reason that he said he was doing this. Did you see this? Yeah. No. Okay, so he said that he wanted to go back to his roots um, as he got famous from playing Halo, and this was the reason. I'm sure. What? I'm sure it wasn't the fifty million like dollars that he apparently no. has been given as well. No, that's nothing to do with it. Yeah, he's doing it for free. It's basically yeah, an act of yeah, charity. Yeah, the, the, the fifty million is 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 uh, it's, it's a rumored amount uh, that that Tom okay. won from the Von Verge shed. But his tweet, I thought, was was really interesting because obviously I saw some people saying, "Oh, this is just so we can you know stream Halo Infinite and stuff." And I was like, "I think it's probably a bit more than just getting someone to stream yeah. one game." But uh, Tom, I thought Tom Wan's tweet is really interesting. He said, "Why did Microsoft pay around?" Fifty million dollars to get a ninja on Mixer. This isn't about selling Xbox consoles; it's a platform play for XCloud, and Microsoft needs as many entry points as possible. Yeah. Google has YouTube and Stadia. Amazon has Twitch. Microsoft has Xbox and Mixer and XCloud. And it it, it does make total sense. Yeah, if you look at it. It does because, lines. like, at the end of the day, like, I I couldn't care less, right? But the, in in most people's eyes, this will this will now prevent. Mixer from being another Bing, where it's just like you know, it's the thing that all, that Microsoft always bring up because they're like, "Hey, why don't you use our service?" And everyone's like, "Just shut up, man. No one cares." Where yeah, whereas I think like for a lot of people, this will legitimize Mixer in a lot of ways. Like it, like it's always sounded good as a streaming service. Like it's offered 
you know, certain functionality and stuff like before Twitch, like co-streaming and stuff, which is something something we've wanted to do. I think Twitch is like sort of introducing that now, isn't it? Yeah, it's. it's um, I think for partners at the moment, but it is yeah. coming soon. I mean, they've already announced it's coming. But yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know, the technology behind Mixer. Yeah. It's, it seems seems really good, and I have seen loads yeah. of other people move over to it. I've, I always got an impression when I saw streamers move from Twitch to Mixer that that that, that they were getting paid, you know, to to do so. But um, well, this is it. But then, like for people like us, I don't think there's really any incentive to move, is there? Like, if anything, I would worry that we'd lose like the few sort of regular viewers that we have, um, because mm. I, I don't know, I don't know how big a difference it makes to people. Like, well, it's it's that whole thing of like. And this will sound ridiculous, but as we've learned from the Epic Game Store, you know, people mm. don't like installing new new software, do they? You know, well, exactly. to like do but then stuff. It's, it's just a case of going on a different website for most people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a different website, different app. I, mean, I guess obviously with Twitch, you get but, like a free, uh, you get a free monthly subscription if you're an Amazon Prime customer. Is, uh, yeah. Feel free to give us a sub if, also, if you're if you're that. It depends on how you watch it, doesn't it? Because if you're watching it through a console, then the only console you can watch it through is an Xbox, isn't it? Like you can't. There is that's a yeah, Mixer app for whereas, whereas there's, there is a Twitch app. For, yeah. Well, not on the Switch, but yeah, every other console. Um, yeah. Um, it's, yeah. I, I can't. It doesn't affect me, does it? I feel like like uh, not only have I never seen Ninja do anything. Um, but like when people are, you know, retweeting reactions and like, oh, look at this, this person's having a go at him. It's all other massive streamers that I've never heard of. Mm. And it just all makes me feel massively out of touch. Um, but yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's huge. It's, it's, I think it's like a huge announcement. Oh, huge no, so, I mean, yeah, it, is, it absolutely is. But, um, it's just, it makes yeah, me feel I've, really bewildered. Uh, I follow Ninja on like, all the social channels that I see. Is like, you know, he's really mm. good at Fortnite. I, you know, yeah. I guess there's no denying that. I mean, I have no real affiliation to, for him as like a streamer at all. It's just there's yeah. nothing. Maybe I haven't watched enough, but there's no, nothing about mm. him I, I, what I warm to. But, uh, yeah, mm. it's, it's a huge, huge deal. And it'd be very interesting mm. to see how he's sort of how he is implemented in Microsoft's sort of forthcoming 18 months of, you know, promoting new console, new games and stuff. Um, mm. uh, yeah, but it'd, be, it'd be very interesting. Um, but, <coughs> Do you think I'll have him on stage at E3 million. next year? Yeah, oh, almost, almost certainly. certainly. Yeah, that's like, definitely going to be there. 50 million is, is massive, but this might be one of those things where in a few years' time, maybe like, oh, it's, it's uh, you know, I wonder if that would be a shrewd purchase. Mm. I, 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 I don't think this would be yeah. I mean, like, there are other people like Shroud and... Maybe to suspect, but maybe maybe he's, he's not. I mean, he's still massive, but I don't think he's he's really, uh, not really a safe buy at, at the current current point. But I don't think it's on our shroud would go exclusive because his whole thing is like playing CS:GO and doing his own thing. Like, mm-hmm. I think if someone comes to you with a massive check of fifty million, you'll probably say yes. But you know, Ninjas are the biggest, and I don't see it happening for many other people. But I mm-hmm. I wouldn't, or I also wouldn't be surprised to see other people. You know, maybe start to affiliate themselves to certain certain publishers and stuff if if the money's there must be weird yeah. like if so if you're a streamer who is you know almost as big as ninja or whatever if like if mixer just was a better platform wouldn't you at this point be like well i'm gonna wait until they fucking offer me some cash <laughs> i'm not just gonna <laughs> yeah. move over for my own reasons i'm gonna wait until they try and pay me i don't know yeah i, I, can't, mean, I-, I can't imagine having to consider this stuff it's insane no. I mean, we are always open to uh, yeah, two deals God, if you yeah. want to get in contact. You know, it's, honestly, uh, I'd do it. I'd do it for what five hundred? Yeah, <laughs> what five hundred million? I don't think that's no, going to happen. No, no five hundred pennies, mate. <laughs> oh, a five? Five. Okay, I'll yeah. pay you seven quid now. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, we're having a stream. I've been streaming on Mix every single Sunday for a long time. Um, really? Oh, that's right. Because you yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I stream to like um, I use like restream, so we're streaming like YouTube, Twitch, uh, Periscope, and Mixer. Um, I, I don't think we have any, any viewers. I, I looked if we can get. Uh, I think SMW like tweeted saying has Matt checked <laughs> or applied for Mixer uh, partnership yet? Yeah, we are, <laughs> we're nowhere near that because obviously we don't we don't push it. So uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I, I uh, that's about it really. But Very I mean, interesting stuff. Mixer is doing better apparently now though. Like they've seen mm-hmm. there's been like a thirty seven percent increase in channels. Like so there's been a lot more of that, and they've they apparently they've got one point nine seven million now. So. I know they they they're doing the typical Microsoft thing of just like hanging in there for as long as possible and hoping that it kind of <laughs> takes off. Like eventually, I mean, it's, it's not unlike the Epic Store situation, is it? Where like actually, you know, legitimate competition for Twitch is probably a good thing. Oh yeah, I know, yeah, absolutely. I don't, yeah, don't absolutely. always like the way Twitch handle things, but again, if if all they're doing is throwing money at the problem, but then if they're throwing money at the problem to make people realise that what they've got is actually a better service, then that's that's not so bad. But yeah, I mean, I, it does. I, technically, it's uh, it's got some cool features, but I do remember like going and watching like E3 conferences on it because the last few years, yeah. Microsoft said if you watch through Mixer, you get like free games. Actually, I think Outer oh, Wilds yeah. was a game given away. Really? Do one of you two get it? Oh, no, I guess not. But no, I wouldn't be. I, I, I'm sure I've, I've seen online. I like, have received free copies of Outer Wilds because they watched an E3 stream a couple of years ago, and when I mm-hmm. tried to do it, it just wasn't working very well. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess it, 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 every service is up and down, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, this is interesting for sure. Mm. Well, you know, you can't keep throwing money at a problem unless you want it solved. That's the that's the thing. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. Is is that a is that an ancient sort of uh, proverb? It is, like yeah. Karl Marx quote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next story mm. is that uh, okay? So this is E three of accidentally leaked personal details of journalists, YouTubers, and analysts. I mean, this is fucking bad, isn't it? Yeah. The, the funny thing is, just before we start, is actually since you put this link in the uh, in the doc, there's actually been another leak. <laughs> you kidding? <laughs> no, 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 there's been apparently like now 3,300 from a previous year has also been leaked. Fucking oh, man, hell. No. So, well, this, yeah. this was so only, I'll let this you was do like, the story now. I mean, this was like 2025, like people like had their stuff leaked. So yeah. the list was accessible via the website and it was through a download link. And so the ESA have said that they they said they regret the occurrence and have removed the no link. Shit. I mean that's pretty terrible. But the list includes names, yeah. publications, uh, home addresses, email addresses, phone numbers, like the whole thing. And they, I mean, the rationale they gave for having this is they said it was so that publishers and developers can invite people to events and private viewings and stuff like that. And that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I don't mm-hmm. understand why that information would be anywhere near like a public-facing website. That makes, yeah. doesn't and make why, sense. Why wasn't the file also encrypted and, you know, yeah. a bunch of other things? Uh, yeah, it's absolutely insane that this was allowed to happen and they are going to get sued to shit. Well, yeah, I mean, do you want to like- hear the full quote? <laughs> So it says, the Entertainment Software Association, in brackets ESA, was made aware yesterday of a website vulnerability on the exhibitor portion of the E3 website. Unfortunately, a vulnerability was exploited and that list became public. We regret this happened and are sorry. But then, (laughs) as you said, they're definitely going to get sued for this. I mean, mean, yeah, because... So I believe... I mean, obviously, all your larger media organisations are going to be putting something together... Um, I believe like freelancers are all sort of banding together to see mm-hmm. if they can do something. Um, I I can't remember how GDPR works. I think because the data isn't hosted, 
in Europe, presumably yeah. it isn't, then I think they're in the clear. But I mean, the fine for that would be absolutely mind-boggling. Yeah. Um, if they could get up on GDPR, but I don't, I don't think they can. Um, but I mean, yeah, like obviously that stuff is insane. But what's really awful is that now there are like freelance writers. I mean, so obviously if you work for you know, a big website or whatever, in most cases, you'll have used your work contact um, details, but there's a lot of freelancers or people who just work from home and they have got their home addresses on there. And next time those people want to run a story about something shitty that has happened in the industry, whether it's, you know, <laughs> like, you know, if it's something about sexism or whatever, basically the stuff that sets the, you know, proper idiots upsets people yeah (laughs) Yeah. um that's now like a legitimate risk um and obviously in some cases some writers are are known for writing about that stuff and are already incredibly worried because now they have they have been doxxed um effectively so this is unbelievably harmful and like i honestly wouldn't be surprised if this has a real impact on e3 going forward um because fucking hell like who's going to want to send people next year to actually cover it um I think it'll. I mean, uh, you know, they'll probably just make it up with with regular punters who won't care either way. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think this. I don't think the ESA have realised quite how long it's going to take them to crawl out of this because that apology is piss weak. It's and, awful, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah, it's shocking. What is it with people not being able to fucking apologise properly? I know, and like, and <laughs> I know it's like the you know running joke. This like, oh well, if I committed an atrocity, I'd definitely be able to apologise better for it, but. It is just endlessly fascinating to me how bad people are apologizing for doing really obviously awful things. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how long it takes for this to truly settle because I think it's going to be a while. Yeah. Or, or like or like all other bad news these days, it'll just sort of go away and be replaced by something else even worse. Yeah, you know, forget about it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Oops, you know. yeah. Yeah, okay. it's, it's bad. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really upsetting over the weekend. Just yeah, seeing lots of people just you know say how upset they were, and you know, like mm-hmm. uh, and that their partners were worried and and whatnot. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it wasn't a nice time. Mm. Really shocking. Okay, this is the final news story this week, and this hey. is about EA. And oh, good. This was okay. So this was this is EA arguing that Switch owners prefer to play their games on other platforms. So, what this yeah. was? <laughs> this was an interest. This was really interesting. I thought. I mean, it, this. Okay. So, what this was was Andrew Wilson was having like an investors call, and one of the investors asked him like, "Why are there no EA games on Switch?" And he replied and said there were two reasons. This is the quote. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. says, "Anytime we're evaluating platform conver- uh, conversations, we are really looking at a couple of things. One, does the game really fit the profile of that system in terms of the control or the community ecosystem? And two, do you think the community playing on that platform would appreciate the game to go there, or would they prefer to play it somewhere else?" And then he argued that because most people own Switches, also own other consoles, that they would probably rather buy the games on those systems instead of buying them on the Switch. And he said that they have data to back this up. Like, yeah, but do you know what would people would prefer even more? <laughs> those games on the Switch having the same features as the versions yeah. on the other consoles. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, having like... <laughs> those games on the Switch, but good. 
would be the yeah. thing. I mean, as yeah. we've as as everyone already knows, I've played FIFA on Switch many times and <laughs> bought in it multiple many different times. versions. I, I, yeah. I've bought mm. multiple different versions of that game, and it is not great. It's fine. It's you know, mm. it's a serviceable you know sort of version of the game. I mean, it's, it's good enough for you to buy like six different copies of the same game yeah. in in one season. But yeah, I mean, I was helping them out if anything. Like with this, but yeah, it- I mean, I'd love to see if that, if that, well, actually, like data says no one buys it apart from one person in Canterbury uh, who bought seven copies, <laughs> cannot be stopped. Yeah, um, yeah, I just, it's just it's typical EA, isn't it? You just half ask something and then go, oh, look, no one wants this. Like, yeah, because you did it badly. That's not, well, not just that, but <laughs> there's, only, to- there's only four games on the Switch as well. Two of them are FIFA <laughs> ones, one of them yeah. is, is, is it Fee or Fee? I can't remember how you pronounce it. I think it's, is it, I can't, yeah, no, I don't know. Whatever that is, and Unravel yep. Two is the other one, and that and that's it. They've, oh yeah, yeah, and like I mean, this is what was really funny because like when you first see it, and then they just say you know people prefer playing our games on other platforms, and it's like well they haven't got any other choice because there aren't any games on yeah. it anyway. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it just it didn't have to be this way. They could have just done. I mean, I know it's not that simple, but yeah, if they'd put more effort into the ports, um, this this might not be a thing. But yeah, here well, we are. It's like I mean, like FIFA has gone like Legacy Edition already on Switch, and that's yeah. that's basically because they clearly cannot be bothered to yeah. you know to sort of update the engine or do anything with it. I mean, I think mm-hmm. this was because I reckon that they probably tried to get Frostbite on there, and then it turned out that they couldn't do it, and that's why they just they just oh can't yeah be bothered. definitely yeah mm-hmm. because obviously all the games are Frostbite now, so the fact they couldn't get like what you know what Battlefield One was it they couldn't get on there, so clearly they could also get a struggle with every one of the other games. Yeah, but but I also think I mean you know we actually heard like the big anthem piece that uh, Jason Schreier that that um, that that the, the uh, Fosbo engine is a nightmare to work with. But I'm sure everyone would take a different engine, slightly you know obviously slightly less graphics, uh, you know a, a less sort of graphical capability and and quality compared to the console versions. They'll take that for like you know uh, for, if it's still FIFA, maybe crossplay, yeah. maybe you know it's like cross save. Everyone will take a FIFA that obviously isn't going to look as good as one on PS4 and Xbox, but the fact that it's like on the move, it's just yeah, yeah. like they don't want to do it, do they? Clearly. I'll tell you what though. I mean, okay, I'm sure that financially they're doing absolutely fine, like no problem at all. But this generation has been a shocker for EA, hasn't it? Really? I mean, can you think of any games mm. that have come out this generation from EA aside from Apex. maybe Titanfall that's been like critically people have thought? Well, of I good? mean, Apex is. The success story at the moment is it though? Yeah, at the but moment? even that's not that's sort of that's that's waned, doesn't it? Because yeah. it, it's waned, but it's it, but it, but, it, but it, it's an it's an IP that that had a big bang that that, that I think a lot of people think of fondly uh, if, if you're into that sort of thing, and it, at least yeah. it's not it hasn't been dogged with all these issues that so many of the other games have. But mm. yeah, EA have not had a good generation at all. No, I mean, I'm just having a look at like last you know for the PS3 like 360, they had loads of games that were like quite good there was quite a lot of yeah. good stuff here but yeah there's been very little this year it's um so yeah, well, i mean what 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 do you think you could pin that down to frostbite maybe is that maybe so, i mean that's that's all you hear from the developers isn't it yeah. like um bioware and like you know across you know dragon age inquisition and anthem are just like yeah and there was Mass Effect Andromeda, wasn't there as well which oh was, god yeah of course and that didn't yeah, work yeah. out so well and that was um apparently um you know because of the uh, engine issues and everything as well. Yeah, apparently it's basically if you try and make Frostbite do anything other than a first-person shooter, it's just not built for it. But um, also, I mean, 
this generation, probably more so than any other, it also has felt like EA have been just like randomly pivoting to whatever like the trend is in terms of making mm. money. Like, you know, mm-hmm. first it was the loot crates, now it's games as a service. You know, they're just, they seem to just go wherever they think they can get bank as quickly as possible, but it hasn't really worked. Mm. Yeah, really strange. It's, and it's such a shame because, you know, I remember like 10 years ago, no, God, more than 10 years ago, everyone was ragging on EA. And then it was that sort of 2008, you know, when like Battlefield Bad Company came out, Mirror's Edge, and they, it was like they took, you know, they'd like, yeah. They they took all these risks and initially they didn't pay off, but they you know I think it was when John Riccatello was still in charge and he was like no we knew this would happen we're just trying to establish some new interesting things and like yeah now you're going to see sequels um, and then it sort of seemed yeah and then it was okay you know Bad Company Two is the best Battlefield game ever made don't don't shout at me um, and I mean we eventually got a Mirror's Edge sequel that apparently wasn't great but point is EA seemed okay for a while and now it just seems like they're fully back to they're all tricks and it's just it's just boring isn't it like yeah. i just <laughs> yeah it's just yeah. it's just i mean like, yeah, they, they went for the whole like worst company in america that sort of thing but yeah. I'm, I'm i'm sure they'll, i'm sure they will turn it around but uh, i think they, i mean i think after this, this generation they probably do need to have a step back and say you know what what went wrong and it's very clear they weren't at their mm. former glories and like now someone like ubisoft has like done what ea probably wanted to do like ubisoft have stuck with games maybe games that had like rocky starts like yeah. you know like rainbow six siege and uh, i guess the, the first division had that for honor had that but they're stuck with it and people generally love uh you know uh, tons of ubisoft licenses mm-hmm. uh, and i think ea needs to take, take a take a leaf out of their book really especially for yep. next gen yeah there was so much stuff as well that ea bought that you just think it's a sh- i mean like what happened to popcap you know, like the stuff they did, <laughs> yeah. like all that. You know that. Well, there's a new, there's a new Plants vs yeah, Zombies, is, but it's yeah. a, it's another shooter, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but uh, I think the shooter did quite well, actually, revenue-wise. Yeah, no, it's, it's all right. Yeah, it was okay. I played it. It's just like a half decent Battlefield, basically, wasn't it? Yeah, like it had like actual classes and stuff. Um, but I, yeah, yeah, I don't know what happened to Popcat. It's a shame. Yeah, there's mm. just all that. There was. I'm just looking through the list. There was like a lot of good stuff from the 360 generation that came from EA. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. all, the, all those Mass Effect games, obviously. Yeah, they all came yeah, out. Yeah. There's the Dead Space series. I mean, that was maybe three, wasn't God, it? Yeah, great, yeah, but that the was another one, yeah, yeah. There was yeah. a whole bunch of stuff, and then they kind of decided they didn't want to do that anymore. It's um, yeah. it's a shame. Okay, and that's it. That's the last story. Wicked. Um, let's talk about what we've been playing. From what I can see in the dock, it is essentially a repeat of last week. <laughs> 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 kind of, although I finished um, Quantum Break, so... There is that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, God, yeah, we've not mentioned that. So, yeah, James, you finished Quantum Break, break and Matt, you finished Blooders. I did, but Blood was done. But let's hear about Quantum Break first. James, <laughs> you've been playing it for five weeks. Yeah, let's, let's go yeah. for the real headline. It feels like five Jesus. years. Uh, give, us, <laughs> give us a full James Farley review. Well, <laughs> it's a shame because this, this is a game that I went into thinking that it might be something that would be more fun after the other games that I played, but it's ended mm-hmm. up being worse than most of the other games I've streamed. <laughs> now, I think, but then not in a good way. That's the problem because a lot of the games I've played, I've played on stream, they've been reasonably good choices because of the fact that there's something to interact with, there's something to mm. that you can play off. But with this game, there is so little that I could work with, and that was one of the reasons <laughs> that it made it really difficult to stream. Um, yeah. I mean, there's probably an interesting story in there somewhere with this game, but the way that it's communicated like isn't great. I mean, mostly, partly that's my fault, because it 
when you are walking around, there's all like notes that you can read and computers like notes and all that kind of stuff that you can go through, which fleshes mm. out the whole world. I'm sure that that absolutely happens. But if you're playing on stream, you can't really do that. Like you can't just sit yeah. there for a while, like reading through like a whole ton of notes and everything. So what is communicated to you outside of that isn't, it wasn't enough to really make me feel like I wanted to pay attention uh, to what was going on, especially yeah. during like cutscenes and the, the TV episodes. I mean, this was the game that was supposed to be the first wave of all that sort of like TV, TV stuff, you know, where they were yeah. like, you know, this is the future. <laughs> I mean, it turned out the future was basically just like 25 minute long cutscenes. And what is odd about that is the cutscene quality. I mean, what I find interesting about it was the fact that you had some, you had two, two actors that I think they, they bought in. You had, uh, What's it called? Little fi- oh, I can't remember their names. I only know the yeah, yeah, yeah. called Adrian. Little Finger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a Adrian Brody. No, that's probably someone else. Anyway, no. it's it's a guy who's who's Little Finger in, in, uh, in that's right. Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Is it Dominic? Now Dominic Moynihan is that yeah. the guy? That's the guy from Lord of the Rings. It's not a newsreader, is it? That's someone else. No, no it, was, it was one. Of, anyway, <laughs> they brought in a couple of people, you know, that were doing that would be sort of like the stars, or whatever of the show. What was really interesting watching that was seeing the golfing quality between the people that were like those actors and then other people that they clearly got because they didn't have the budget maybe to like completely flesh it out with loads of people. And see, the other thing that I found really interesting about this game though was. You know, there's always been this sort of idea of the disconnect between, you know, like with Uncharted, people say, well, Nathan Drake, like, kills hundreds of people. Mm. And that's the thing. And even, I mean, in, like, uh, action TV shows, there's often a lot of shooting, a lot of death and everything, but not quite on the scale you get with video games. Whereas with this, you kind of still had that, of, like, the scale of the death of, you know, of, like, shooting people in the game, but also in the TV stuff as well. And so it was... (laughs) There was this really weird disconnect between you'd have the situation where people were there was a lot of murder going on, like a lot of killing going on, and it was like it was nothing because obviously it was part of the game. But then if somebody significant died, then everyone was kind of like, oh, you know, this is terrible, like what's happened? And so it really highlighted that disconnect that you get with games of like of like of like the murder sort of aspect to it. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was just such a bland game. That was the main problem with this. I mean, the combat was the only good thing about it, but then that was ruined completely by these horrible bullet sponge enemies, whereby you can kind of tell that they thought, okay, we've got an interesting system here that works quite quite well with like being able to freeze time, you know, being able to sort of, you know, run really fast so you can like, you know, sort of get around people and stuff. But then obviously it makes the combat a bit easy, like a bit too easy. So obviously the best way to deal with that is by putting in enemies that just take like, you know, about seven clips or whatever to kill <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. And it was Brilliant. that that was just really just really not fun at all. But then the worst aspect of the game absolutely was the exploration because you had lots of like levels where before the the story would progress you had to like figure out I mean one of them I got stuck trying to get inside a library for 20 minutes because I couldn't <laughs> figure out how to get in. That was partly my fault you because I forgot I'd forgotten the controls. Yeah. You know, I'd forgotten yeah. like what you were supposed to do. But then there was parts also where I got annoyed because you had to do like these puzzles like that were like sort of time-based puzzles. But Ironically, there should have been more of those because that would have made it much more interesting if they'd have had. Because the whole, I mean, the whole concept of the game was this idea of time travel, freezing time, and everything. And they mm. chucked in a couple of those puzzles where it was things like, you know, oh, you've got to like shift time backwards when this, you know, when there was like a bridge existed and now it's collapsed, so you've got to shift it back, and then you've got to, you know, like use an object or whatever to like keep it in place, you know, all that sort of stuff. 
and that would have made the exploration look more interesting, but it just didn't happen very much. It only happened a couple of times. I mean, I was quite pleased about that at the time because I was like, I just want to get through this. But it could have it could have made it more interesting, I think. It was just so bland. It was just one of the blandest games I've ever played. And, I mean, the TV stuff, as I said, was funny in places, but it was also just boring with characters that seemed completely pointless. I mean, there was one character, I don't know why he even existed. I mean, at one point, he went into a hospital, murdered a bunch of people because his wife was there. Like, you know, like he was supposed to be protecting her or whatever. Right. She's just watched him like strangle somebody with like a electric cable or something. Doesn't <laughs> seem to have any trouble with any of this and like just leaves with him. No one seems to have called the police. It was just so many things like that where it was just like it felt really sort of like C grade, like sort of drama. Yeah. It was uh, yeah, it was not great. And uh, yeah, I I didn't have a good time with it. I really I it was as I said, the most boring game I've played, I think on that. It wasn't as bad as Beyond Two Souls. That game is still the worst <laughs> I mean, game I've streamed. It's funny you say that, James, because on the stream mm-hmm. you're like, well, at least the David Cage games were like, you know, funny. And you, exactly, you said this yeah. is worse than them, but now you're suddenly you're saying this is still better than a David Cage game. No, no, it's still better than Beyond Two Souls. There's most, all of the other David Cage games are better than this. I, You know, in terms of at least they're entertaining because they're funny. You know, because, yeah, but now there's a different reason though, Matt. You think they're good because you think they're good, not because they're, just terrible games that are quite funny to stream. <laughs> but with this one, I mean, with the thing with Beyond Two Souls is that game made me just want to cry because it was so bad. And it, it wasn't even funny. It was just really boring. This was similar to that. I mean, at least this had the combat going for it, which was like reasonably fun, entertaining. But that whole idea of like the TV stuff, it's mad, isn't it, when you think about it? Like they thought the best way that we can, you know, develop games in the future is we're gonna have like TV episodes with like 25 minute scenes and everything in between where you're not interacting and you're not doing anything. It's, it's, yeah, it's absolutely insane. I, I, obviously, like that was when like Game of Thrones started, and obviously we've had incredible TV series before, but Game of Thrones felt like one of the first biggies, especially with like, the rise of social media and stuff. And I think they thought, hang on, we can have like an amazing game on one hand, but also the TV show that everyone's talking about on the other hand. <laughs> it's like it's, it's a double win, you know. This could be yeah. the new Game of Thrones and the new Uncharted. I yeah, think no, that's no, nobody saw. was talking about Quantum Break TV like around no. the water cooler. Yeah, like you know, just... <laughs> God, yeah. Just imagine being in work and like, are you guys talking about Quantum Break, the TV show? Yeah. Have you played the game? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> are we talking about the game on a TV show because it's you're, miss, so you're missing like half the story, man. It's yeah, <laughs> they're yeah, both brilliant. Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, this has also made me worried about control as well. Well, I was going to say that. Like, I haven't seen much of control, but I've been like, you know, I've been looking forward to it. I like re- you know, previews and stuff. that got people a lot very excited. But I thought, hang on, it's from the same people. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah th- watching you play this, I'm like, it sort of dented my enthusiasm somewhat. It's probably very, very unfair. Obviously, there's a massive like gap in terms of was that like ten years ago? Well, it's probably mm. less than that. Five, five, seven years ago uh, that they did Quantum Break. But yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Have I mean, you seen much just, of Control in James? No, I haven't. I mean, I've, I've seen a couple of uh, sort of, uh, what's it called, videos for it, but I've not really, I'm, I, it wasn't something I was really excited about before playing this, and it's now even, I feel even less excited, although maybe maybe they would have nailed a lot of aspects, you know, so that it's a lot more interesting. I mean, there was just so much stuff in this that I just found frustrating, like how, you know, just simple things like not being able to like climb up onto something which is of a certain height, but then for some things which are the same height, you can, and things like that, just because the game mm. wants you to. All just that kind of thing, which makes exploration not fun, you know, if, it, yeah. if it's if it's like that, because you know that they're sort of pushing you towards a certain conclusion. 
But uh, I mean, it, I mean, it does have like the branching paths and all that kind of stuff. But because I wasn't really paying attention with the story because it didn't really grip me, by the end I didn't care like which option I was going. I was just going for the one that looked like it could be funny, and I just got the chat to decide what to what to do. But no, I just found it. Uh, yeah, it was not a fun game uh, at all. I mean, that's why next I'm thinking I'm probably doing until dawn because. That's the thing people have said that I should go and play, so I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do that. What thinking or definitely? Uh, pretty much definitely. I think I'm. I'm pretty certain I've got it. So I, I need to check if I've got it. But I'm pretty certain I have because I think it was on PlayStation Plus before, so I should have it. Yeah, I think it was. Oh, yeah, 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 a while back. I mean, don't forget, James. You got to factor in our Magic the Gathering streams as well. I don't know when you want to do yeah, that. Yeah, so don't yeah. get too yeah. engrossed in Until Dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yes. I, yeah so Magic the Gathering and yeah, and D and D as well. We need to work on that. So yep. yeah, yeah. But I was glad it was over, and I just want to thank anybody that was watching those streams because it made it <laughs> it made it far less painful the fact that I was kind of experiencing it with other people. That was um yeah that made it. Is it true, James? That you're donating all this month's Patreon money to your viewers to say sorry? No, I don't know where you that, go that, Matt. That's that, definitely not happening. That, that's what everyone in the chat was saying. Oh, okay. Just as I, by way of apology, you just yeah, you know okay, you went okay, cool. Just, yeah. That's what I heard. And that was it. Shame. I mean, I've I've played that, and I've played. I mean, I'm still playing uh, Judgment, which oh yeah, I've got nothing more to say. Obviously, it's great. How far? Are you, mm-hmm. How are you close to the end of that? Or? Um, I'm on chapter nine you know? at the moment, and there's twelve chapters. So I think you see the trouble is, is I'm not really rushing it because I'm really enjoying it. So I don't really want to sort of just push through it just to get to the end. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah fine. you shouldn't do no. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a good one. It's um, yeah. so yeah. it's, it's see, still steadily, still steadily improving, or just same level of goodness. You're still it's just, just the same level. It. It's just great. I mean, I enjoy coming home and just playing it for like hours and hours, like every night. I mean, I'm just doing stuff. It's still just a great world to be in. You see, I've because um, I put out a tweet the other day, just asking people like if there are any sort of under like under the radar sort of potential game of the year contenders that I've not, you know, probably not played. And a few people were like, "Man, Judgment is like." probably what going to be one of them um but i've got this weird mental block against it because obviously i started yakuza zero mm-hmm. and i feel like i should at least try and make some headway into that before playing judgment but or do i like i'm worried i'll never go back basically if i play judgment is that fair do you think or um it's maybe fair, but different I th- enough i think they're different enough that you it probably i mean i would say that it's probably not a bad idea to play to play this one because okay. it's it, you know because it's also pretty self-contained as well, whereas the other yeah. ones have got all that baggage attached to it. So true, yeah, yeah. But it's I mean okay. it is like a thirty-hour game though. So if you're going to play it, it's like mm-hmm. you've got to commit to it really. I think you know to yeah, like yeah, get yeah. the most out of it. Yeah. Okay. And so what? And you've played a bit of Fire Emblem, but not enough to talk about it. Yeah, is I that... mean I've played it for about two, maybe two and a half hours or so. It's okay, it's not which very... is. And it's 90% just running around the school talking to people. Exactly, yeah. and that isn't yeah. really grabbing me at the moment. I mean, it is. It's a, that's fine. It's it a, will. I promise. It's a really slow start, and there's a lot <laughs> yeah. to absorb as well, like right from the yeah. start. And and because it's all text, you don't absorb a lot of it anyway. Like <laughs> yeah. um, the amount of things I sort of I thought I'd read them, but then actually I sort of going through the game. Like, hang on a minute, I don't actually know how such and such works, and then realizing that yeah, I must have just missed a tutorial. Um, yeah, that happens. See, I'm also but, missing the like the weapon triangle thing as well because it was really simple to understand. Well, and it is still sort of in there. Um, I've I've now fully confirmed. You know, what I was saying last. Shall I just talk about Fire Emblem? Yeah, it's all I've played it, yeah. this week. So I'm I'll, I'll, yeah. Um, so the weapon triangle system is in there. It's just that it's tied to an ability that you have to equip. So if you 
and I, I sort of touched on this last week. Yeah, so if you're like a sword user, um, you know, when you get to a certain level in sword proficiency, you'll get an ability that's like called the axe breaker, which means you do more damage against axes, and you like, I think you're like easier um, evading against them and stuff as well. Um, and it's the same with the other weapons. You, so basically, they establish that weapon triangle. Why? I, so obviously, the question is, why have they done this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the only thing I can think is that. Because it's an ability that you have to equip and you've only got a limited number of slots to fit those abilities in, um, I think it's to stop you just getting good, like just having a character where you're just good with all three weapon types and just absolutely dominating because then you, you then you would give up three of your five ability slots, which is mm-hmm. kind of a waste. So I think it's to just encourage you to specialize a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's fine, but again, I don't know, maybe just explain that if you're going to change quite a fundamental system to, <laughs> to a long-running series. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it's all I've played this week and not for a lack of free time. I just haven't played anything else. I've just, I've like, I've literally like put in another sort of 15 hours into this this week. Ooh, nice. Um, yeah, I, it's weird. There, there are certain things I like less and others that I like more now. Um, so definitely, I mean, James, what difficulty are you playing on? Have you just gone for normal? Yeah, I'm just going for normal, yeah. I Honestly, I'd almost be tempted to say restart on hard. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, because I, you know what I'm like? I love an easy mode. Mm-hmm. I think like all games should have one. Um, but obviously, it's not badged as easy. It's, so yeah, if you haven't played it, you can choose the difficulty, which is like normal and hard or hardcore, I don't know, something like that. And then you can also choose how the game handles the death of your units. So you can have like casual or normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically casual means you, you, your units don't actually die in fights. They just sort of go, oh, I'm wounded. I will have to retreat. But then they're fine afterwards. Um, whereas on like normally the typical Fire Emblem thing is that when a unit dies, it dies forever. Um, whereas, yeah, and, but now on this, you can also set the, just the difficulty of the battles to begin with so i went with casual in terms of deaths and then normal in terms of difficulty and it's it has been very easy like Mm -hmm. i'm still in like i'm still in like enjoying the fights loads because i'm still trying to be like as ruthlessly efficient as possible yeah and i'm still getting enjoyment out of that but there's definitely this sense that it's not entirely necessary and like the AI is just all over the shop, which I assume is because I've put it on normal. Like obviously, you know, programming like a, a perfect AI like AI for a strategy game is like actually easy and it's making it sort of believably fallible that's quite difficult. But it's like sometimes units will just like run in weird directions and it's not really clear what they're trying to achieve mm-hmm. or they'll stand in a, like, you know, they'll have the choice between standing in, you know, some trees, which gives them a defensive advantage or not doing that. And they'll choose to not do it. And you're like, that's really stupid. Why have you done that? <laughs> um, so that is taking some of the fun out of it, I think. Because I'm just like... Because, you know, Awakening... Like, Awakening didn't fuck about at all. It's like, if you allowed, like, your healer to be exposed, like, all the enemies would go for it immediately and kill them. Yeah. Like, there was just no two ways about it. Whereas in this, you can kind of be like, I'll just let some of these units wander off. It's probably not a huge problem. Um and yeah, it looks like I think you can turn the difficulty down mid campaign, but you can't turn it up. So, I mean, you know, now that I'm like thirty hours in, it's now getting difficult enough that it's not really a problem. But certainly for that first half of the game, I have like waltzed through it. 
Like, it's so not, do not you think difficult. for me, someone who hasn't played a proper Fire Emblem game, that I should just stick on normal? I, I probably stick on normal, I'd yeah. On normal. I'll, like, I'll... because obviously part of the reason I've found it as easy as I have is, like I say, because I am, like, I'm still taking it seriously. I'm not, like, you know, I am like thinking way too much about like, you know, what skills I'm giving my units and stuff and what equipment and managing all that stuff like as perfectly as I can. So maybe it's just like the normal mode sort of expects you to be a bit a bit rough on that stuff to begin yeah. with and maybe, you know, not give yourself a huge head start. Like maybe that's, yeah, maybe that's what I've done. Um, like it's not a problem. Like I'm still like absolutely loving it, it but it is getting like, it's like I say, so now that it's, the difficulty is actually picking up, I am like, oh, this is actually like even more engaging than it has been. Um, so that's been weird. Um that said, the 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 story is actually pretty brilliant, um, which I wasn't expecting. Like again, I was enjoying it enough, and I was enjoying the interactions between the characters and building up the friendship levels, um, and all that stuff. Like I, I I liked a lot of the characters, even though some of them were kind of sort of slightly dull archetypes. They were they're all like interesting enough, um, but yeah, like the overall story has become way more interesting than i expected basically the the game split into i think two parts um like because I, I was getting really confused i was like 25 hours in and it was still like part one <laughs> and i was like what how big is each fucking part and i yeah now i realize i think it is basically two halves um and yeah the second half is absolutely nuts like the stuff that happens in between the two um is like properly amazing um and I sort of wish I'd known that, that was coming to an extent because I was like towards the end of the first half, I was getting really wound up. Um, I mean, James, you've probably noticed that like the main character is just weird. Yes. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's like when it sort of you know, goes, like, oh yeah, like Gerald is your dad. And you're like, is he? What? what? Like, we don't, yeah, you see, I messed up one yeah. of those things at the beginning with that because he said, he said, oh, it's like your dad or whatever. And I was like, I don't know who this guy is, and it's yeah. You say like he's not not my dad, and everyone's like, yeah, and everyone's like, oh, that's pretty horrible saying that about your dad. It's like, no, I legitimately did not know he was my dad. Yeah, I Um, I think I think the answer. I can't remember what what suggestion what answer I said, but when I said they're like, oh, you know, he's got his dad's sense of humor. I was like, no, (laughs) I think I did just dryly say no. I think I think I said he's like my captain or whatever instead of my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a sense of humor. This one's like, who is this guy? Yeah, and it's just and it does the stupid fucking anime thing of like just absolutely not relying upon you to pick up on signals and having characters being like, "Oh, what could that possibly mean? Oh, I must tell them about this big secret that I've got soon uh, before it's too late." And then guess what? <laughs> it, it like it, like the amount of times it teases like someone like about to tell you something really important or you're about to find out something really important and then oh no there's been an emergency or oh no someone's been killed um but like just don't worry about that shit like the the origin of the main character is not the most interesting thing that happens um like without spoiling it you'll remember last week i was saying like it's like it's not really about the conflict between the three houses yeah um that is not the case <laughs> um uh but again like it, even saying that isn't really spoiling it because the way it all sort of plays out is just way more interesting than you would think um so yeah i've been like properly impressed by that um and yeah just broadly speaking absolutely loving it um still like i'm like i am almost considering doing a run through with like one of the other houses now i actually might do a new game plus run that's how bad it's got 
So, so yeah, I, I, I didn't listen to it, but someone told me that on the Eurogamer podcast, they said that you should probably start with, um, you should probably save the Black Eagles for your second one for some like gameplay reason. I, 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 don't I can, know what, yeah, they, they didn't want to spoil it, but I, that's one I've yeah. gone with. But um, certainly, that's the yeah. Again, not spoiling anything, but that yeah, I am fascinated to find out how it works if you play as mm. them instead, due to certain story events. Um, yeah, yeah, see, I, I went with the the blue lines because I just okay. thought, yeah, because I knew you were going with the. Is it Golden Deer you've gone with? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just thought a match going with Black Eagles, so I thought I'd go with the oh, other. Of course, one. so we've all got yes. different ones. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, okay. That's oh, that's good. Yeah, I'd be really interested yeah. to hear how that pans out. Yeah, um, I, I I haven't played much this week, but this is just what I played. I'm, I, my game clock says four hours, but I mm-hmm. I've both mostly just been like walking around the uh, you know walking around the, the school. Yeah, college, monastery, you, whatever it is, Hogwarts, uh, monastery, and uh, talking talking to everyone I possibly could. I've really enjoyed mm-hmm. that actually. I know um, mm. you were saying you're finding it a bit tough going, James, but I've really enjoyed sort of getting to know people. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I've, I'm I'm doing sort of uh, the mock battle, so I'm like, it says four yeah. hours. I'm probably literally probably like an hour probably in, but I've I've mm-hmm. been taking my time. Yeah. Um, but I've enjoyed what I played so far, and I, I it, it feels like there's a lot to get my head around, especially as someone who hasn't mm. played a proper in inverted commas uh, Fire Emblem game before so there's mm-hmm. a lot of systems there's there's a lot of menus and pop-ups with things you've got to remember here there and everywhere but um, yeah. and like the sort of the relationship side I didn't think you know, I mean already I'm like I have to like, you know catch fish and get ingredients <laughs> for food like is this is this like a big part of this game or is it just for this new one they've sort of added what feels like have not played it like Persona so, so like this, is, this does feel God. see to me this feels Quite a lot more complex than Awakenings did in terms yeah. of all the things that you can do and all the yeah yeah, the stuff yeah. That, and for that reason it didn't feel quite as accessible to me like so far mm-hmm. but then I think I really think that's because I need to sit down and I need to play this for an extended period of time and I just haven't had time to do that this week and yeah, uh, yeah no that's fair try, try and yeah get into the, it. like definitely don't overlook like the you know, the meal stuff and stuff like that because I you know it teaches you how it works it's like oh you can pick some of your crew and then pick a meal and then have food together and it'll like increase your you know your your social bonds and stuff um oh and and their um for enthusiasm whatever they call it the thing that basically dictates how much they can learn um in a given month and yeah it turns out the impact it has is actually quite massive um so you do yeah get into the routine of like making sure you eat with some of your students like it like some some months i'll go like right i'll explore the monastery literally just go straight to the canteen and just sit down and have like five straight meals with different students just to like (laughs) improve stuff um but yeah all that stuff is worth engaging with like it's all optional enough um, like I don't really do the fishing, but I do do the gardening and the sitting down, having meals, and running around talking to people. Um, but yeah, um, the, the only other thing that is, has been weirdly—I don't know if it's disappointing or not—because I, I think it will pay off in other ways. You know, I was saying. I mean, obviously, James, you played it. So in Awakening, if you have units placed adjacent to each other on the battlefield, when one of them gets into combat, depending on their um, sort of relationship. Um, you know how how good mates they are. It will increase the odds that like the person who stood next to them will actually assist in combat. Yeah, that doesn't actually happen in this. Um, no, I mean you can do like rally, can't you, and stuff yeah. like that. But that seems to be about the extent of it. Yeah. Um, what you can do later on is you can set, um, you can give units an adjutant, which is basically a, another unit that is just permanently attached to them for that battle. Mm-hmm. Um. So they they are just 
paired up. And I think that's to address, you know, saying last week the problem that other Fire Emblem games have where you've got like twice as many units as you can actually take into battle. Mm-hmm. I think the idea is that, yeah, you can have people, like you can, basically allows you to essentially take more people into battle. Sure. Um, can I ask yeah. you a question? This is about yes. the systems thing. How? Yes. What, what is the point of battalions? How does that work? Battalions are really interesting. They're just a, a, a cool way of fleshing out like your existing abilities. So they tend to be sort of state of status effects and stuff. They're essentially like equipable, like yeah, they're basically like a piece of gear that you can equip that just happens to be like a squad of people that follows a, a unit around. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and like you know, uh, authority is a stat. Um, or a skill rather same as like you know sword or axe or whatever um so you can have people who are just really good at commanding battalions so they get sort of you know better use out of them and yeah they do things like they can inflict poison or they can do like area of effects attacks um which can be really useful and stuff like that um so yeah i i've not delved into them properly i haven't got a character where i've just like right i want this person to just be really good at commanding mm-hmm. battalions but yeah it's potentially a, a really interesting system okay. um but yeah, the adjutant thing. So you basically you get two people to really like each other, and then you just you can just pair them up like permanently. But you're quite limited in how many people you can do that with. Like when you first get the ability, you can do one adjutant, and now I'm up to two, and I'm like, <laughs> um, I don't know. For that system to really be interesting, I'm going to need like quite a few more, I think. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We'll see. One thing I didn't realize when I first started playing this, I don't know if you clocked this, James. Like the the little battle sequences felt very Dynasty Warriors to me, like yeah. the way they're presented and stuff. I didn't realize Tecmo Koei worked on this. Yes, in fact, I read that they, the other they, week. Yeah, yeah, they actually did most of it. Apparently, Intelligent Systems basically oversaw it. Yeah, but most of it was actually made by Tecmo Koei, which I mean, I'm all up for because I really like Dynasty Warriors. Not that it plays like a Dynasty Warriors game at all, but no, it's interesting. Wait. What do you think? I mean, what do you think of the like the visual style though? Because I still kind of miss like the Awakening style. You know, that's there's definitely know. yeah. There's no like, I mean, there's not really a style, is there? It is just mm-hmm. like there's a bit of cell shading, but basically they just look like anime people. Whereas yeah, like Awakening, there there was like a certain aesthetic to it with the weird pointy feet and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I do miss that to an extent. Like it, it doesn't look stunning some of the locations are like really impressive Mm -hmm. um and like i said i do really enjoy the battle animations and stuff like the you know like it's exciting enough seeing them play out um you know like when your guy sort of dodges an attack that should have killed them and then end up killing the other person or whatever um but yeah that i think they look really good but um yeah i know what you mean and it's really obvious like when you're playing if you're playing it on tv and you if you like pay attention you can really see how the detail scaling changes a lot yeah <laughs> um it's really weird like you can see the the shading and the text detail just change on on units and stuff quite a lot um but it's on switch in it it's not a real console well no but this is what's weird though because this is the first game though that i've been playing on switch where i've heard the fans keep kicking in like yes. all the time i've not had that before it's yeah, uh, yeah. it's obviously pushing it pretty hard mm-hmm. but yeah but it's still um, fine yeah yeah. So yeah, I've yeah, played a shitload more of it. I'm not gonna stop anytime soon. Um yeah, as I've played on, I've uncovered some things I don't like so much and some that I really do. So overall, still ace. One of the things that sort of annoyed me about it is that there's mm-hmm. two different types of cutscenes. There's like the anime style proper anime yeah. like little bit little cutscene, and then there's also like the in game 
style in, in engine ones. Yeah, like, and I, the latter are a bit rubbish. Well, it's not that like basically one <laughs> of them you can pause. Um, oh yeah. By pressing the plus thing, and the other time the the plus button skips that cutscene. So oh, I was like shit. go back to YouTube and like rewatch stuff because like, I just want to pause this because LED did something or I had to like stop for whatever reason. And it's like, why can't I pause on every cutscene? It's like it's ridiculous. Yeah, that, that is in that, 2019. There is yeah, no like, excuse for that. I was really, I'm really personal and say, oh, you can you can pause cutscenes. Uh, uh, cutscenes brilliant, but then don't mm-hmm. make it the same button then skips the next one. Yeah, uh, that, that that really annoyed me. But yeah, I, I yeah. can't wait to play much more this week. I'm, I'm gonna sink as many as much time as I can. Cool. Uh, so, so you don't see yourself stopping, then, Sean. You're, you're, no, you're not at all. The story, I am, you love the I gameplay. Am well, keen to get it done, and obviously now I'm like, ah, oh, there, there is a season pass. Really? Um, so yeah, going to be like, yeah. more stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. Like, and it's like obviously it's a it's a nice feeling to be like I want this game to get really difficult now because of me. <laughs> like I've engaged with it like you know on on all available levels and I'm like to the point that I'm sort of finding it a bit easier and now I'm like no I'm ready for this to get really tough. Um, yeah, you so, see yeah. I mean I I mean as I said I'm only not that far into it at all but I have found that mm. I'm I'm not even trying like if you know what I mean like with the missions yeah. and it's like it doesn't yeah. feel difficult at all like it I haven't lost yeah. anyone or anything at all it's it's felt pretty easy yeah, yeah. but like I've the way I play it at the moment is that I if I can't kill an enemy in one hit I don't engage in combat with them I will find a way to basically eliminate all risk if I can yeah but again but then I'm enjoying doing that like you know so it's like it's still enjoyable to not be sloppy with it, mm-hmm. um, but it's just it's not an absolute necessity. So I, mean, I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe I should shut up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just because I'm used to because you know as you said, Awakening is quite unforgiving and um, and it does sort of force you to get better, whereas this is much more gradual. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, that's that is it. That is all I've played. Matt, have you got? Uh, I, I finished Bloodborne. Hey. Hey. It's a total surprise. I obviously yeah, didn't you nail Sunday. like three or four bosses in one stream. Uh, well, it's five bosses actually. Oh, five, Jesus wow. Christ! But <laughs> I um, yeah. What? Well, so I I have been struggling with um, Orphan uh, Orphan of Cos for the last like stream and a half. Um, mm-hmm. So I was really determined to get through that after like twenty minutes, half an hour. This of uh, Sunday, so last night's. Um, Stream. I got. I got out of here, and that was amazing. I'm so so happy. I really, really struggled on on that thing, mm-hmm. and then yeah, I just I, I was on such a high of that that okay, now do this boss, and I, I knew <laughs> I, I knew I was like near nearish the end, but because um you know some someone a poo and chap said oh well, you got like three here and one from the DLC or two from the DLC and three there like that doesn't really like play into my mind because one in inverted commas easy boss will could theoretically last me three streams because i'm so bad at it mm-hmm. so i don't think well hang on three, three, three or four bosses or five bosses i can get done in a stream it's not about that because i struggle <laughs> on so much um but yeah no, i just no. like were you were you using a game shark come on i was using <laughs> game genie yeah so yeah yeah but um i i just um yeah i I just got through. I mean, I, I think towards the end, I, I, I guess I was overpowered because I, I was, I was, I, I was getting through bosses much, much more, much more simply. I've said that I'm still, I still struggled, obviously, on costs and some others. So it wasn't, I wasn't like flying through them. But uh, yeah, yeah, I finished Bubble. I finished, uh, oh, I finished the DLC. Um, awesome. And um, and the game obviously on the on on you know, last night because the DLC is so difficult. That's very much an end yeah. game thing anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I killed like the last like, two bosses I think from the DLC, and then I did all the ones in the main.
main game and I got the uh, the umbilical cords um, if, uh, there's four you can collect in total but once you collect uh, three and above you get this other boss after the final boss um, so I did that as well and yeah it was, it was fantastic I really, really enjoyed it awesome um, I will say like I mean maybe I said this on the stream it'll probably take me like a few weeks to really sort of think about it and step back and think but I think right now my favourite is still Dark Souls over this Mm-hmm. I think probably because it's my first one, so it's special in that regard. Yeah. Um, I think what Bloodborne nails is the boss design is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's because you know visually it goes on PS4. You know, there's much more details, so they're, they're like their visions of these bosses uh, it can, can be visualised in much greater detail. But yeah, the last few I did were absolutely stunning to look at, like uh, amazing. Like the, the, them alone. I mean, and there were some great ones beforehand, of course, but them alone sort of makes me want to get like a. Uh, art of bloodborne book or something or mm-hmm. watch a documentary because the the design of the bosses is absolutely stunning absolutely mm. stunning i, I think mm. that that beats dark souls in that regard i think it's got a really strong aesthetic um for for the whole game i i, I think the game looks fantastic um and yeah like it's such a cohesive aesthetic throughout the whole game but i do feel like i prefer the variety of of locations in dark souls i feel like i really was yeah. visiting lots of very very different locations in dark souls was this it was all of a theme which which makes sense and and it works mm. and it's very very cohesive in that regard but i think i preferred i i feel like i traveled a lot more in dark souls and even like from one area to the next even if, even if they're next to each other like going to Blight Town or Depths or this and the other, it all felt, you know, very different. It felt like I really was exploring and uh, and sort of having an adventure around that environment. Whereas, whereas Bloodborne, like, I, I found myself getting lost a lot or not knowing where, like, places were. And this is after, like, 60 hours because mm-hmm. a lot of streets feel quite similar. Whereas with Dark yeah. Souls, I feel like I could navigate it um, on memory alone. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like it doesn't quite nail it as much as Dark Souls in that regard. But again... Maybe Dark Souls is special because it's my first one. It freaks me out how I can walk around the entirety of Dark Souls in my head. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like definitely. You can be like, all right, so from Firelink, I walk down there. and Yeah, like, it, yeah, because you, it makes you repeat so many bits. And as you say, because a lot of it is quite distinctive. Um, yeah, and I guess it's also really different... memorable, whereas Bloodborne is, I think by design, it's supposed to be a bit of a labyrinth. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not as memorable in the same way. Yeah, and because because obviously um, in Bloodborne you can go to Hunter's Dream and then you like warp from place to place. You don't yeah. walk around everywhere. It, it's yeah. you know. Um, so whereas in Dark Souls I was having to physically go on foot from place mm-hmm. to place, and that's how I will learn my way around. With this, yeah. I just go to the nearest lamp, walk to Hunter's Dream, walk back. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so there wasn't really much exploring in that regard. So yeah. when I suddenly had to like walk through down some steps or walk through a certain part of the map to get to the nearest lamp or some other location, I found that quite difficult. But um, mm-hmm. no, amazing game. I'm I'm really 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 happy I, I played it. Um, and yeah, it's it's excellent. Um, I'm, I'm I'm glad I got through it. Um, cool. I I'm going to be playing my next game. I'm going to be playing this Sunday. Actually, is uh, Night in the Woods. <laughs> oh perhaps, shit! Perhaps you're familiar with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can start from scratch, or yeah. Well, I have to because okay. because the reason because my 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 uh, save file on Steam uh, I lost it. Hence, oh me, shit! Hence me not being able to finish a game and I loved it, but hang on, but I, Matt. The only problem with you playing this is that you already know the ending because you watched it on YouTube. 
I didn't. I just read a bit. That's why I couldn't really describe it, mm. and, and that's why I made out it was quite difficult to uh, get my head around. Yeah, I, I wonder how far I was. I, I basically have you two both played it. Yeah, yeah, finished it. Okay, so yeah. I went. I did like two night. I did like two tra- tra- travels or trips through the woods. Like I, I know my game clock was like four hours. I think the game itself was probably four hours. So clearly, I was taking my sweet time of it. But do you know? Happen to know how far I might have got through it, having gone through the woods twice? Uh, Does that ring a bell? I can't remember. No, sorry. Mm. Anyway, yeah, so I'm I'm excited to get off my plate. That's this Sunday, half eight. I'm going to be playing a much more relaxed game. Um, After that, that, I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll do, maybe I'll go to like another from, you know, from soft game. People are like, no, I think you need a break. I think you need a longer break than just one (laughs) four hour indie game. Um, So who knows what I'll play next. I've just checked how long to be. It's more like eight and a half hours. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, yeah. a completionist. Okay, okay. Twenty-three. <laughs> okay, okay, that, okay. That makes me feel a lot better because I, yeah. I really thought I was like, I must have been really close to the end, and then the save file got fucked up. Okay, eight hours. Mm-hmm. That's that's a bit better. I have mm-hmm. had an idea, Matt, about what Hit we could me. do. Actually, maybe. Uh-oh. Yeah, maybe we. Oh, wait, well, shall, what is, shall I talk about it on here? What do you think? Yeah. Well, let's workshop it. After well, after you've done Night in the Woods, why don't we do that Wolfenstein game that came out recently? We could we could do that on a Sunday. Well. I've heard it's shit. I well, know, but that so is that okay? I, I suppose yeah, it didn't stop me <laughs> normally. Just play Quantum Break. No, I mean, by all means, do a do a co-op stream. I was just wondering if maybe you want to pick something else. Well, I mean, we still got Alex Kids we need to get through. I mean, there is that as well. Yeah, I That's mean, I'd be, play I'd be Alex more than happy kid. to play that. Yeah, to talk with you while you play that. Okay, well, let, let, let's do Alex Kid first because that needs to go off my plate after like twenty three years, and, and okay. then we'll mm-hmm. do Wolfenstein. Hang know, on, if, if we d- are you saying you're going to finish Alex Kid? Well, I'm not going to start it and not finish it, man. You're ins- <laughs> you're a madman. Well, this- <laughs> are you saying because I, 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 when when the idea of me playing Alex Kid and finally finally like beating it, you know, I, I was like, I'm actually more nervous for this than I was like. Bloodborne or Dark Souls. Yeah, because it's harder than Bloodborne or Dark Souls. That's why. <laughs> well, I'll just have to keep... Blo- I'll keep trying. I, I okay. actually... When, when you- well, go but on, it depends James, if you're going to play it with save states or not. I mean, if you're going to use save states, no problem. <laughs> but if you're going to play it as it was originally came out, we're going to be here for months. Seriously. I'm just going to play it... I'm just going to play it on like, the Xbox. Can is Save state, that feels like a... Is that not a PC thing or what? No, you can like do it setting? on Xbox as well. You can do it on any, any re-release. They, they always do that. I'm, I'm, so, so, what, so the idea is when I die, I can just like, go back to that level again. Is that well, no, you, don't, you, can just save, you can just save wherever you want and then like reload it. Oh, right. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah. Right. Um, I like to do it the way nature intended. So <laughs> that's that's going to go out the window pretty quickly. Because <laughs> yeah. well, if that's the case, and I'll no, because I'll be oh, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Right, I'm going to say, guys, I'm gonna, not going to do the save states. So I'm going to play it how nature intended. I'll try, try, try. I fail, and then everyone in chat will be like, look, just do the save states, Matt. We've been here, you know, seven months. Just do it, and I'll do it, and it'll be a worse feeling than summoning for Ornstein and Smo. So I'm not going to bring myself. I'm 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 really looking forward to this now because this is going to be very funny (laughs) to watch. Because I mean, I I bought it again recently on Switch, and like just because of the nostalgia kind of thing. I saw you playing it. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's a very unforgiving game. Uh, let's put it that way. It's uh, yeah. I mean, just just doing just doing the like the Yankum matches is like insane. Like just the randomness of the whole thing. It's gonna be yeah okay. We yeah. definitely do that. We definitely do that. Yeah, that that'd be funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I, when uh, when we thought about doing that, I texted my sister because 
you know, we played that a lot when I was young. I was like, oh, I'm going to stream Alice Kid. She says, you'll never finish that game. I was like, what the <laughs> I will. I bloody well will. Well, See, we'll I finished it go. when I was 10, but it took me about three years like, of just doing it over and over and over again before I managed it. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, I, I never finished it. Um, mm. But anyway, I'm going to get it. Yeah, so I, we'll, I'll play Night in the Woods this Sunday from half past eight, and we'll get that done over a few streams, and then... Uh, Thomas, if listening, James and I will be streaming Alex Kid. I know we promised that in the past, but it, it needs to happen. Anyway, uh, Bloodborne's amazing. Really glad I played that. Very excited to play more um, Fire Emblem in the week as well, because I've been loving what I've been playing so far. Uh, and that's awesome. been our shit this week. Cool. cool. Emails then. If you want to email us, it's podcast at thecomputergameshow.com. Uh, Tom Durbin has written in. He said, um, Good evening, you magnificent specimens. Recently, I've been losing myself in the wonderful Slay the Spire. It ticks whoa, all my whoa, boxes. Whoa, whoa, hang on. Is this, this is last week's email, is it not? Has somebody not put this in? No, this well, is this is new. Is it new? Is it? Yeah. yeah we magnificent don't, we don't specimens. We... I thought, is this a reference to last week's email? Because I'm fairly sure someone said that. And then James is <laughs> like, that's a weird thing to say. Yeah, I think oh, it's right. just an intentional callback, which brilliant. I just read these out. Would have come across as on. really just cool and and not you know not drawing attention to it, but here we are. No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> you see, I, I don't know. I don't remember th- th- this. This is definitely. This is definitely last. This is definitely literally last week's email. Matt, oh my god! Yes, yeah, sorry. Right yeah, so gave me judged by its cover, but yes, yeah, so we well, haven't got I've, an email. I've, I've been busy doing other things. I think. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I think I did put an email, or maybe there weren't any emails this week. I think there just weren't any emails. Okay, cool. Well, there you go, James. You, you got off this week. All right, okay. Slay the Spy is very good, Tom Durbin, for the second week running. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's you right. Yeah, because remember we had the whole conversation about the art being shit and stuff. Yeah, that is from last week. Yeah. Never mind. I thought, I thought I, yeah, I'm glad I wasn't going mad. I'll just anyway. do the tweets. Go on, get on with it. Tweets then, yeah. <laughs> God, this <laughs> is on. this is going to be an early bedtime, boys. Let's go. Just go, Matt. Just get on with it. Do the tweets. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> no, I don't want to hang on. It's not an off. It's not actually that bad. Okay, You're desperately well, trying gonna... to go through the, the emails, aren't you? Trying to find something that you can stick in. <laughs> no, no, it's no, all, I, I, it's I, all I, Star I, Calls, Matt. No one gives I, a I shit know, about exactly. this anymore. I went through all the responses to Star Calls. This show is dead in the water. Uh, <laughs> and anything else was basically feedback. So, um, yeah. yeah, so it's it's all good. It's all been covered. Let's move on to tweets. I'm basically, I'm purposefully filling now just to try and eat well, Stop out. it. Just read the SMW. tweets. SMW. Says, has Matt applied no, for a book? <laughs> SMW says, has Matt applied for Watch Mixer partnership yet? No, oh, sorry, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen unless we move the entire thing over to what to Mixer, and that isn't happening anytime soon. Cool. Terrestrial Extra at Terrestrial EXT2 on Twitter. Question for you Did any of you ever complete slash freestyle Mario Kart 8 on Switch? And are there any of you still playing? I've been at it for two plus years and still on Mirror Tracks. PS Matt Murray, I played through with my me. Maybe that's the issue. Uh, no, is the answer. Um, I like I put a lot of time into Mario Kart Eight, and I felt like I had enough enjoyment out of it. But I know I I never got fully obsessive about three starring absolutely everything on it. Um, but I, I yeah, no, don't blame anyone who is still playing it because it is a banger. Yeah, I, I still play it because I play it with the kids. And of course, uh, yeah. yeah, it's I've not three starred everything yet though because I've just not mm-hmm. got around to that. But I've yeah, I've played a lot of it. It's still brilliant. Yeah. Fair dues. Nice one. Uh, Kurt Lewin at angry underscore Kurt. What podcast do you listen to these days, these days that aren't gaming? 
Ugh, got a massive list. Been of a bit multiple times, but let's start. I mean, obviously, it's, football it's season, worth revising, isn't it? Yeah. Every so often, football season's um, back on, so obviously, back to totally football show. James Rush, AC Jimbo and Co. And obviously, yeah, football great. ramble daily. Um, I mean, most of my other ones get mentioned every week, and people kick off for it. So <laughs> probably, um, I'll, I did, I'll get I'll get through okay. mine before these two find theirs. Obviously, play one podcast. James is probably going to mention that. Mm-hmm. Um, the joint. Oh no, how these all gaming? It's non gaming. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've answered my question. Then I used to be into. <laughs> I used to listen to loads of tech ones, but they all got really shit. So I just don't. So <laughs> yeah. it literally Bring is just back these the interface, days. Mate. It's it's literally, the well, interface. I'm, interface. I, I'm, I mean, we're, we're tempted, aren't we, James? Um, no, we're not. Uh, so, yeah. No, we're not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's literally just... You guys are just sitting around thinking, do you know what? We haven't got enough stuff to yeah, do. Let's, let's just make another podcast. Some more hours a day. Let, let's, yeah, get, yeah, let's do yeah. another yeah, weekly back. podcast. That's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I've actually was thinking tech daily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, I used to listen to like lo- you know, loads of tech ones and I, the, 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 I just can't be bothered or there's not great anymore so now mm. it's just football i mean i would listen to clinton baptiste's pound yeah, on the podcast great. that it's currently season the season's over now but um clinton baptiste obviously the character originally from peter k's phoenix knights but he's got two series of him as a clairvoyant talking to people it's absolutely hilarious uh that's clinton baptiste's pound on the podcast i absolutely recommend that that's hilarious cool i've got i've got a lot of stuff i mean but you see the thing is, is most of the stuff i've got is like politics or work related or whatever because it's all just like China <laughs> stuff I've got loads of that yeah. I mean I'm a big fan of um, what have I got here let's have a look I mean obviously Ian Lee like the late night alternative and the rabbit hole you know I've always listened to those when they come out but yeah mm-hmm. most of my stuff is all just politics and stuff and I don't think people would be very interested in that so oh one here D&D Grandma listen oh, yeah. to that oh most. yeah yeah listen to that on Monday for sure yeah. um, uh, James um, you know John Davison's on a new podcast Oh, really? What is it? I haven't heard it yet, but basically he's on Instagram the other day, and basically it's a pod called Control Pad, and it's, it, and sadly it's like him and Christian Spice and Jeff Kanata and oh, Nicole's. Oh, no, no. Okay. That's but, a um, but I haven't heard John Davidson for ages, so um, I, I might give it a go, but the others sort of do my nothing, but uh, yeah. yeah. I'm trying Sorry, to think one, ones I've not mentioned before. So Off Menu is a very good podcast um, with uh, James A. Caster and Ed Gamble, um, two comedians who are very funny in their own right. Um, just basically interviewing people about their like perfect meal, um, and it is routinely incredibly entertaining. Um, what else? I know I've mentioned it before, but the KCRW Good Food podcast is amazing. Like it's just such a weird because like I went into it not really knowing what a food podcast would be like and it's just an interesting mix of stuff it's like you know everything from like talking to chefs about new books they've written and stuff to um just going around the farmer's market and just talking to farmers about like the fact that there's 20 different there are 23 different types of avocado and shit like that um they recently did um because it's been one year since uh food writer called jonathan gold uh passed away a year ago and he used to be on the show quite a lot um, and he was always like a really nice guy and they did like a tribute episode to him and they repeated that um, the other week. And it's just a fascinating lesson because so he was, he was a food writer for the LA Times. And there's basically there's this one segment of the show. It's just like 10 minutes of just short clips of like chefs and restaurant owners just being like, yeah, he came in and sat down. And then the next day, the place was fucking packed because he wrote about us and made everyone come to our restaurant. And there's just all these people who like 
owe their entire living to him basically like almost oh, wow. in tears just talking about how amazing he was and how good his writing was and stuff and um yeah so that like give that a listen if nothing else it's just really fascinating I mean, that, 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 and that's sad, two obviously. podcasts two food podcasts you've listed there like that's, that's pretty I mean, much it man everything like i mean yeah like planet money is really interesting i learned the other week that recycling pl- or you know putting plastic in your recycling bin is essentially a waste of time at the moment because china used to buy it all and now they can't be bothered um, oh, so what should I do? Should I just burn it with the tires I'm doing in the front garden anyway? <laughs> well, this is this is the sad thing is that yeah, basically they talk about the fact that like, and to be clear, this isn't like a eh, recycling is a waste of time. You know, you get people are like, oh, I read in the Daily Mail that the yeah, you know, um, so no, it's not like that. They sort of you know, metal definitely always recycle metal, cardboard, yeah, probably a good idea. But they're just the, the moment the state of recycling plastic is just absolutely shocking. Um, like no one buys it and I saw a lot of it a lot of it ends up in landfill anyway um, and some of it gets shipped to China only for them to go nah it's not clean enough and then it gets chucked in the ocean anyway after having been shipped halfway around the world so it's actually arguably better in some cases to just bin it at the moment wow okay that's well, I'm, 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 I'm so I'm going to uh, play this to my wife so I don't have to bother taking out, out the rubbish <laughs> now every week so, well, um, I might as well just <laughs> throw it in the black bin no one put it in the green bin that's all good Yep. Lovely for um, sure. also, you save me a good half an hour there. They also once did an episode about a man who discovered that there is an extra cut of meat in cows that we didn't know about. Oh and shit. Like, and like the legality of him basically him trying to patent it. Because it's like, well, you don't own the design of a cow. <laughs> but <laughs> but also like you've you've discovered something that makes every cow on the planet technically worth a bit more money. So that's yeah, and basically, long story short, he, he gets the patent. It's yeah, just weird stuff like that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've got on the go at the moment. And I mentioned like thirty, twenty, ten, and laser time and stuff. They're good. I, I really want to listen to that more educational podcast, but I just, mm. I just don't I do have, see you, I don't you, you have do, time but or... also then you become that guy in the office that every time someone talks about something, like actually, I was listening to a podcast about yeah. this the other week. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I, I, there's a few people in the office. That, you know, I'm yeah, I'm like, okay. You, I get yeah. it. You know everything about everything. Yeah. People used to so, accuse that of me, actually. But um, well, there you I've, go. No, I got no, stupider. No, or don't get don't in. get back into it. Um, no. Just yeah. You're better off without. Cool. Um, MD Krabuffs on Twitter right now. What's your current best game, movie, and beverage? Um, for- don't know about. I guess it's like current rather than all time, but uh, I was going to say yeah, yeah. Just so what's I mean, obviously current best game, Fire Emblem. Current best movie. I don't know. I haven't watched anything for ages. Have you uh, not watched I mean, a great I'm... hack yet? No, oh, no, I haven't. I haven't. No. Oh, it's excellent. Yeah, really good. Oh, it's not. Can I have a TV show? Yeah, because I want that. I'm saying, um, I'm saying Chernobyl because I really love that. I thought it was brilliant. Okay, cool. Um, I've been watching The Boys on Amazon. Oh, um, yeah, just, I need to watch that. Well, what sort yeah. of show is that again? Because I've seen those people talk about it. But So it's an adaptation it? of a Garth Ennis comic book series. Um, and like Garth Ennis is a weird one in that I don't know if you've, like, if you've read like Preacher or. No, nah, I've read nothing done. really. Basically, he, does, he makes comics that are really clever but also really stupidly gratuitous and he's like just clever enough that he gets away with the gratuitous shit um but you sort of wish he still didn't do that stuff so we've already had an adaptation of preacher which was okay um and now yeah they're adapting the series the boys which is basically takes this really interesting angle that it's like if superpowers existed super villains wouldn't be a thing because who could be fucking bothered 
right? It's like you, all you would get was people publicly being heroes, quote unquote, but actually being total fuckers in their private lives. And like, <laughs> because that would just be way easier. Because why have the hassle of getting the entire world against you? Like, like the you know there are plenty of real life villains who are perfectly legitimized. Like, you know, but they just get away with loads of horrible shit. And so it kind of looks at that. And yeah, so the the boys, the main characters, are this like team who basically like take down superheroes when they when they step out of line. And yeah, so the TV show has changed a lot of things, but probably for the better. Like when I was sort of, because yeah, New's been watching it with me and she's been really enjoying it. And I sort of had a chat with her about all the things they've changed from the books. And just like every single one, I was just like cringing at like, oh, yeah, well, in the books, like this happened and it was loads of... Like the show's still like really gross at times and like really quite horrific. It's just not quite as obviously gleeful about it as the books were. Um, so yeah, that, that's on Amazon Prime and it's fucking great. Like it's really good. Carl Urban is the, the main guy in it and he's... Yeah, and it's called, is it called The Boys, you said? The Boys, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, proper good have a look. Will do. And James, you're enjoying Chernobyl. I've still not watched that. That's great. I really yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, I've heard it is actually stunning, but it's like super grim as well, right? Yeah. But I mean, realistically, so not like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I, I kept my Now TV subscription after Game of Thrones ending because I was like, oh, I know, I need to watch Chernobyl, and then just never did, and still have the sob. So I need to make a decision one way or the other. Oh, do you know? I still need to watch um, the Deadwood film as well oh god see i never finished watching deadwood which i know i, I should oh, man. yeah Deadwood. Um, that was a one of my favorite series ever and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but i still it's one of those things i keep meaning to watch it but it's also it's there for me to watch at some time do you, do you know what yeah. i mean it's like yeah, I, can, yeah, yeah. I can wait to see that at yeah. some point so it will actually just disappear one day because that's well, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how things work that's now. true yeah uh beverage <sighs> don't know <laughs> Trying not um, to drink these days. Well, yeah, this is it. I'm still just on the Cherry Pepsi Max, mate. Trying not to die of sugar, mm-hmm. to be honest. It's not my favourite drink, but I can have as many of them as I want and it won't kill me, hopefully. Can you? Can More you? or less. <laughs> I mean, within reason. I never know. When, I, when, he, when he drinks here, like, zero sugar, like, yeah. I mean, what, It's what still got to really? be bad for you in some way, isn't it? Because that's... that's because the, well, the thing with the thing with sweetness is that you don't digest them, so they give you the shits if you have too much of them because they are literally just flying through you. Oh, and so that's without... what you do. You're like, well, I haven't had a shit shit, so I'm fine. I've had a sh- okay. I've had too much. I've had too much. I'm shitting. Yeah. Is that what you do? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's never bothered me, but I know people who yeah, you can't have too many, or they start they just get diarrhea basically. Um, no, they, like there were studies that initially, like in the 70s, were like, uh, they might give you cancer, and then that has since been disproven. Yeah, because so. the the sh- the the sweetener they use that's it they always say it's like one of the most studied like substances yeah. like that exists because everyone's yeah. always been obsessed about this and always just saying oh, yeah you know. because the drinks companies knew that the the anti-sugar wave was coming so yeah. they, they wanted to make sure they had their alternative in place i think um which is why you know like and like the sugar tax i know like when that happened everyone's like eh, technically it's pretty shitty and classist but fuck me it's worked like most places just serve sugar-free stuff as as the mm-hmm. default now and as a slightly fat man who had a really bad sugar problem sort of thankful of that to be honest <laughs> um yeah yeah sugar's never been my problem it's a bit of a shame when you go mcdonald's and like you've got well, is it like coke 
what, what a Coke Zero, whatever. It's just, Coke like, Zero, just, yeah. just doesn't taste as nice as. Oh, it's definitely not as nice uh, for sure. I, I hate most sugar-free stuff. Cherry Pepsi Max is the only one I can stand, and even then, I have to sort of. I think with a lot of these, what real sugars like. it becomes like an acquired taste, though, as well. Like once, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get used to it, I guess. Oh yeah, and like because now, I mean, like when I have something with actual sugar in it, it's like holy fuck, this is the best thing I've ever tasted. Yeah. Um, which is how it should be. It should be a treat. It shouldn't just be like every day. I mean, I still so, have a. I've got a daily like. I've got a diet coke addiction problem, which I've had for like years uh, and years and years now. And I know how many, how many cans you on? Uh, not that many actually. Only maybe one or two a day now, which I don't think is uh, that bad. You know, like uh, I mean, fine. I usually go for like trying to keep it to like one. But mm-hmm. yeah, like a long time ago, I used to drink a lot more than that of it, and uh-huh. it's it's one of those things where like if Chen drinks it, she's like, "This is disgusting. I don't know you can drink this," and it's just <laughs> and it, it's true. It's it's not. But then the thing yeah. is, once you get used to that taste, it does it. Yeah, it does. It's very addictive. Yeah, that's what was that tweet that was doing the rounds where someone was like, <laughs> "I don't know why they keep trying to come up with new flavors of Diet Coke." The original flavour, chemicals, was absolutely yeah. fine. <laughs> exactly. That's all it is, you know. And you see, I'm not a fan of Coke Zero because it tastes too... That, mm-hmm. The chemicals in that taste too strong to me. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's a bit too much. But, yeah. 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 Matt, speaking of sugar, have you guys seen that there's a Super Size Me 2? I don't know actually what it's called. Ooh, Mer- no, Morgan I haven't. Spurlock's making a second one, basically, where he opens up his own... Uh, chicken like a KFC type thing really but okay. I think he's trying to do it as healthy as possible or he's literally yeah. always trying to see the process in which it's I can't remember yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it might be supersized me too and he's got a colon and something involving chicken okay. but uh, yeah I love the first one then. so I'm cool. um, looking forward to seeing that um, yeah. favourite I mean current best game I still mm-hmm. I still think about Outer Worlds weekly so mm-hmm. Outer Worlds probably I've, obviously I'm playing Vi Emblem yep. movie uh, yeah, the great hacks on Netflix. Uh, I absolutely recommend it. It's really fascinating to see how we're getting screwed over our day. We knew anyway, but um, mm-hmm. anyway. And beverage. I mean, I, I I've cut down on my drinking so much. You guys will be proud of me. At one mm-hmm. point, <clears throat> I was having at least a six pack. I mean, in my. In, at least a six pack of beer a week, and the, the, but, but that was mm-hmm. like the sort of the free for email cans. So yeah. in my head, I was like, "Well, what's one one or two of them a night get there?" I started drinking two cans of Coke, as we've just discussed. <laughs> but you know, I was basically doing like probably one to one half of those packs a week, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll do like a couple during a, a pod, a couple during a stream. Yeah. Um, you know, another one if a day of the week ends in a Y. And a, but but now I'm on like one or less than one a week. Uh, I, sorry, right. I don't mean one box. I mean like one, maybe one pint after work on a Friday. That's it. Having okay. said that, come and favorite drink if you want to get like a nice summer beverage. Uh, Camden Hell's Strawberry Forever Lager is absolutely gorgeous. It's a perfect taste of summer in a can. <laughs> uh, nice. Absolutely recommend that. But yeah, I, I, I just don't really drink beer anymore. Save so much money. So much money saved. See, I need, yeah, I need to do like two or three bottles a week. I think. Yeah, I mean, like you know, three hundred thirty milliliter like size. I don't yeah. really think that's mm-hmm. excessive. You know, it's. But I, you know. I, I don't think. I mean, I don't. I still wouldn't say I had a problem, but yeah. I also thought, oh, yeah, one, one, one or two of them a night, and it wasn't every mm-hmm. night. But I was like, mm-hmm. well, what's that going to do? But I guess yeah. ultimately, it wasn't good for me, and yeah, uh, yeah. I definitely feel better for not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. I'll tell you what else. Old Moot do a really nice alcohol-free like berry cider. Um, yeah, I, ha- proper good. I, um, I quit alcohol properly for like six months a few years ago because of, mm-hmm. of a hospital thing. And um, mm-hmm. I tried every one of those 0% beers. And I think Bavaria mm-hmm. was the best. Or now, I think Nanny State, the, the uh, Brewdog one was uh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, when New was pregnant, she went through shitloads of that. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, that, that was all right. Bavaria was okay. But yeah. like most others were horrible. Like Beck's, mm-hmm. Beck's Blue was like, that was giving me ha- <laughs> hangovers and headaches and it was alcohol free. <laughs> 
is revolting. <laughs> well, what was I want you just mentioned, sorry, Sean? Uh, you know, Old Moot. They do a lot of like fruity okay. ciders. Yeah, they do. They do a really nice alcohol-free berry yeah, one. It's, I, I always forget that. Like when I'm looking for posh soft drinks, it's worth like. There's a difference between the posh soft drink bit of the supermarket and the alcohol-free bit of the alcohol bit of the supermarket. Yeah, like because they can't. Like an alcohol-free cider can't just be put next to Pepsi because it still looks like booze, and there's like this worry that it'll like encourage, you know, it'll be like it's a, a gateway, gateway drug. for kids. To, it's a yeah, gateway exactly. drug. Um, so yeah, so you forget that there's other stuff tucked away in the actual booze aisle. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think uh, Brewdog. I mean, oh, Brewdog do my fucking head in as a company, but um, they do. I think there's like a raspberry one they do now as well, which is apparently really good. All oh, right, yeah, um, well, maybe I'll so, get that. Because yeah. I've been drinking water during my streams, and it's it's fine. I mean, I'm to be fair, yeah. I, the, the, you forget the value of a good, good glass of water. Just yeah, I, like my first bef- thought was going to be water. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when you uh, like when you realise that if you're going to have a big meal, just starting with a big glass of water just makes it so much easier. Do you ever well, find I don't that? do that. What, what's you know, what's oh, mate, massive glass of water for a big meal, and you just won't feel half as shit by the end of it. Oh, really? I've never thought yeah, of that. Yeah, apparently it's like a, a massive like digestive aid. Um, okay. And yeah, big glass of water before bed as well, but not too many or else you'll piss yourself all night. Yeah, I used to do that. I was like sick of yeah. going the night to, um, yeah, to, to go for a piss. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I did I did that because, well, this is going to make me sound silly, but I, who cares? <laughs> I, did, I used to read Heat magazine a lot when I was younger. It, uh, it, was, it was a big thing. Uh, I don't fine. quite know why. Uh, very metrosexual back in the day. So what? Why'd you read that? I don't know. What I, you know, I love a lot of celebrity stuff. So I was no, going to say, that. why is it surprised you that Matt yeah. was into celeb? Yeah, well, I, was, I, I used to that. love He Magazine. Yeah. Yeah. And also, t- also Torso of the Week, James. Come on. I'm, I'm not <laughs> stupid. Um, and I'm <laughs> Rachel Stevens, formerly of S Club 7, that was mm-hmm. one of her tips, drink a, glass, a pint of water a night before bed. And I was like, that's go. a great idea, Rachel Stevens from S Club 7. I'll do that. Yeah. And then and then the pissing was, was mental, so I had to stop. So, and um, that was with a teenager's bladder, never mind the one you've got now. I know. Imagine. <laughs> imagine. Anyway, I mean, James is probably sick of this filling. Yeah. Are you livid? I was. I was genuinely enjoying this. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, so the, 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 the last lot will be quick fire ones. Let's go. go yeah, on. definitely. Uh, Oodles O'Dim, uh, cast your minds back to la- the past gens PS3, 316, Wii, and even further PS2 and Xbox. Which past gen title simply fell off the face of the earth? Would you like to see resurrected? And by which dev team? For me, it has to be. PSIOPS or PSIOPS? PSIOPS. PSIOPS. PSIOPS is a good game. I preferred um, Second Sight, but um, yeah, PSIOPS was good. Oh, yeah. I remember Second Sight, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what was the one on the Xbox? Uh, I think was it, it was it, I think it was just called Breakdown. And it was it was like one of the first games to just be like, this entire thing is first person. And all the cutscenes were first person. And at the time, that was really shocking and weird. Oh, wow. Um, I, I don't, and I don't was, remember that. Yeah, and it was like this weird sort of first-person like fighting game, and it was yeah, just really strange and good, like because you, you forget that like you know, so like it's like first-person melee, and you're like having punch-ups with people, and like if someone punched you and like properly sent you reeling, like your view would just be like just flying round, and you're like fuck, it's like actually being in a person, it's like actually getting my shit kicked. <laughs> It's just really fucking like being in a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was pretty ropey. So yes, redo that, but make it actually really good. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. How about you, James? Mm. See, I was thinking about this. And I think I tell you what, I'd like to see return. Maybe not Splinter Cell, but mm. is is Prince of, is Prince of Persia? Oh yeah, yeah. 
because that's yeah, yeah. a series which is, just seems to have just disappeared now. They don't seem it's, to be interested. It's, it's strange, in... yeah. Like it reinvented like the three D platformer. Yeah, and then they did a shit one, and then they did a better one again, and then one that was completely different, and then a rubbish one based on the film. Mm. And it's just like Sands of Time was like such a, like this amazing reinvention. Like, oh my god, this is this is how Prince of Persia games work now. Yeah, and then they just proceeded to repeatedly lose their way in several different directions. For <laughs> Especially yeah, when they when they went, I remember Warrior Within, where it all just went like yeah. grim, dark, and all that kind of thing, yes. and it was just. Really depressing, like the whole so thing. So embarrassing that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Weird, weird How series. About, I mean, the- um, oh, Mashed Fully Loaded, which uh, is still one of my favorite games of all time. You guys familiar with it? It's like the Micro Machine style game. I mean, that, that yeah. sort of has continued, right? There's definitely like more recent takes there, on it. I don't know if they're there as was, good. There was a Micro Machines game that came out this generation, but it was really yeah. bad. It was oh, one, okay. It was the only game that I've. Like I, I asked for a refund on like it was as a digital download from Microsoft because I was just really? like this is so bad I don't want to play this. It's awful. <laughs> Shame. That's yeah. Uh, uh, mash reloaded, please. I mean, like, everyone just played that one ice level, but I just <laughs> want that. Just just give me that. And but do you uh, want I'll... that game back or do you want back having I several mates game. in the same room to play uh, games with in the well, evening? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean that would be nice. But I, but yeah. I, I'd have you play it online. Just give me that that level yeah. online, and I'll, I'll, I'll be there. That's, that's all we need. Yeah. Um, uh, Thomas at forty two. Patient stretch goal. A series of performance tests. Man versus machine. Which breaks first, Matt or the free Xbox three hundred and sixty? I read. That, I thought. Imagine a stream where it's just us smashing up machine, smashing up old consoles. <laughs> I, mean, what did, I, I assumed you meant like having to perform tasks and compete against the Xbox 360. Um, oh, we can do the we can do the towel trick, Matt. So that we we run a what, game on Matt? the Xbox 360 while it's wrapped oh, yeah. in a towel, and then Matt has to like run like a kilometer whilst wrapped in towels. Yeah, we can wrap well, Matt in towels. Has, that'd be good. And someone yeah. has to like put like um like cotton wool bud things in my in uh, every. <laughs> In every office. That would give you a red ring, Matt, wouldn't it? <laughs> hey. oh, it's funny because of because of arse and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, anus. Yeah. Uh, but when I thought to me, it's like, yeah, that would be great. Like, one of my dreams, and this is a sad dream, one of my dreams is to um, go to like, a scrapyard. <laughs> I'm just thinking <laughs> you were going to say one of my dreams is to be wrapped in towels. <laughs> no, no. I mean, although, although now that's on the bucket list for sure, mm. uh, it's to go to a scrapyard, like buy a car and start smash it of a baseball bat. That looks like brilliant. Fair enough, man. That that sounds like a good afternoon. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. I've always wanted to. It's like, look, I mean, yeah. surely you can just go to a scrapyard. Say, look, there's a mini over there. It's knackered. I've got a bat. How much? I just want to smash it off. That, that I mean, I mean, that's can't therapy, get away isn't that. it? That's that is like that would be life affirming. I think I'd be up for that. Okay, let's just find a nearest scrapyard between all all of us, and we'll get yeah. Dave, and then we'll just like, all meet up for like the big TCG scrapyard meet, and it'll be like three hours of us just on a you know each on their own just smashing cars up. Yeah, and can we stream it. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess we, we can have a cameraman, or camera person, yeah, yeah. and uh, that'll we'll be it. Get on Periscope. Yeah, afterwards we're all without smoking cigarettes, just talking about how we saw Jesus. And like, <laughs> it was, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quitting my job. I'm going to live in the woods. I've, yep. I've seen God. I don't know. I've smashed up basics. a, I smashed up a Renault Clio Mark II. <laughs> I'm done now. 
what Do you get matter what I... car it was? Would it have to be a cool car? If it's like a micro or something, would that take no, some it... of the fun out of it? Yeah, I can, mate, I can donate I mean... a Honda Jazz if you want. Yeah? yeah. Yes, let's smash up your car. <laughs> even better. Yeah, that'd be more satisfying. Smash up someone's car you knew. Yeah. I'm smashing up the clutch. It's or the... is there is there like anyone out there we'd like to get revenge on for anything in particular? Or so you're thinking actual crime? Yeah, yeah, we'll just go and smash their car up. If hey, if they went to E3, we can find... No, that's not funny. That's, that's oh, quite no, a serious no. problem. <laughs> oh, um, oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> What's the next question, Matt? Slippery. Like, do you want to apologise now, Sean, or next week's show? Um, no, I don't think you it warrants an apology. I think it's fine. Oh, okay. Uh, didn't you earlier say, why do people find it so hard to apologise? <laughs> That's no, fine. no. Yeah. Why do people? Why are people so bad at apologies? I haven't tried to apologize. Yeah, you're yet. not even bad. You just like just refusing to do it. It's fine. Yeah, I was no, not no. seriously condoning looking up someone's address and going and smashing up their car. No, uh, well, no. <laughs> it's just a joke. It's just a joke. It's just probably a what's going to happen now is an actual games writer is going to get their car smashed up and then the police are going to be informed be about this. Yeah. That's what's going to happen now. Uh, but at least that's new listeners. Like, maybe the jury haven't heard this show before. So that's true. Yeah. If you're listening, uh, it's usually not like this. But I would love to Just smash this up a Clio. played in a fucking courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, exhibit <laughs> A. Um, uh, let's end on this one. Joseph King, at Joseph King 87. In tears, listening to Dr. Farley's rat story last week, <laughs> where James threw a rat off a four, four story, out of a four story window. <laughs> Uh, yeah. onto a car and the car was a write-off oh, that may not happen to that no, last bit any other funny Pavement. and or dangerous am, uh, animal encounters um oh so when I was a teenager uh no I say teenager like college years so like you know 17 18 um that's still a teenager isn't it me and some of my friends so my mate Pete used to live near like quite a few fields with livestock in them and we one time we <laughs> We did this game he invented called Animal Olympics. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Where he bought a load of like cheap like sports medals from a like a pound shop and we had to go into the fields at night and try and put the medals on the cows and the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a lot of pain in the way I thought it was gonna go. <laughs> that's what I thought it was going to be like then, but... but the worst part is we didn't actually manage like a single one because we were like we got close to doing a sheep and then she just charged at us and then we got scared. And <laughs> was so that. then you just walk back over to in the morning with like a, f- a handful of cheap yeah, medals. Yeah, just all these little plastic medallions. To <laughs> show. Your mum might just like, stick the medal on it. Stick the medal yeah. on it. <laughs> you should just, just, just throw it. You might have like gone on one of the horns or whatever, I don't know. I mean, you know, you know, in like you see like kids who've put them doing stupid things on, you know, I was going to say vine tiktok or whatever yeah. they have now and you think god what is happening to kids these days we absolutely would have filmed that if we'd had the means oh, to do definitely. so you would have thought that was hilarious yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah what so. up guys me and pete yeah. here <laughs> animal olympics <laughs> i'm sure this is animal olympics we're going oh no quick run away quick, it's, it's, it's a single it's, it's just that one it. sheep running at us um yeah yeah when you say animal olympics i assume it's gonna be something with javelins but uh you're, okay, no, that's, you're obviously that's a horrific. much better child than I was at school. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, you've already had one rat story, James. You must, you must have some more animal encounters where you've... Have you chucked another animals out of windows or just that one? No, it's just a rat. And I can't, I, <laughs> I can't think of any at the moment, to be honest. I, like, just, just to be clear, listeners, James was really anxious about that going he, out. He wanted me to yeah, cut I, that I was, story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, not cutting it, James. It's but really it's funny. It's just a rat. I know what you mean. Like I know people have them as 
pets, but they are like you had a baby in the the building, and mm. they are they are vermin. Unfortunately, they do carry diseases. That is a legitimate concern. Like anyone I know, else, I was worried like the pets were going to get involved or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, yes, I would have loved that sort of that. You know, oh, yeah, pets have got. I mean, yeah, if you're listening, pet get involved. That's that's great. I mean, that's great you know, promotion. Pets massacre healthy dogs, so I wouldn't get too worried about really. Yeah, God, yeah, they they take in strays and then be like, oh, we couldn't rehome them in like a week, so off they go, because they think it's it's kinder than like allowing dogs to live on the streets or whatever. The re- really lovely organisation. Okay, um, I wish I had a really happy, funny, lovely pet story to end on, but I don't think no, I but do. that's it. I mean, that's the most dangerous animal story of all, really. Isn't it? it really is. Um, yeah. We're going to end it on that. Brilliant. On that that, that mean- moral. Where we lived in Shanghai, yes. there used to be chickens wandering around, but I didn't. Nothing ever happened. Go on. You didn't just boot well, one, hang up, one no, day because no, no, you're in a bad James, mood. James, you can't say there used to be chickens walking around and say there wasn't a story. There clearly is a story. No, there was a story. They just nothing ever happened. Out. They just sort of, you know, you walk past them and they'd like look at you and you just walk past. That's it. <laughs> so good you look at chicken, chickens. Chicken looks at you. Nothing ever happened. And that's your story. No yeah. events. Pretty much of any kind. Yeah, nothing happened. I, I don't believe you, James. I'm with Matt no, on this. I don't think I, anyone believes you right now. I mean, Chen hates them. She's got a. She yeah. absolutely. She can't stand chickens. She's, Ever since the time you kicked a chicken to death, is that why? She's yeah, very scared. She's a bit traumatized. Yeah, okay. She's like eating them. Yeah, she's fine with eating them. It's, okay. Uh, you know, but she's yeah. Oh, so she's fine with KFC, but she doesn't like one. You know, <laughs> going, bark, bark, bark. she doesn't like that. Basically, yeah. Makes me sick. Yeah. Someone near our house has recently started keeping chickens. Do you know how I know that? Because I can fucking hear them. (laughs) (laughs) Have Um, you thought about bringing back Animal Olympics? I I could. (laughs) They just come out one day and there's just a little medal on one of the chickens. Get ready for Tokyo 2020. Get get, get you and Pete and a camera. You can can start your YouTube channel like you always dreamed of. Yeah, we'll have to like break into someone else's house to do it. I think technically, like there was a public right away in, in the field with the animals in it that we used back in the day. Whereas this would actually just be breaking into someone's garden. Trying to oh, legally so cover like... yourself there, Sean. It's... Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I like that you'd always looked into legal ramifications as like yeah. a seventeen-year-old. Well, it's all right, lads. It's all right. It's a public right of way. It's, 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 it's a private yeah. path, Pete. Let's right go. to Rome, mate. Right to fucking Rome. Yeah. I can do what I want. You can't yeah. chuck medals around though. That's not that's not allowed. Let's get on to the end bit. Streaming. Both James and I finished our games last week, so it's all mm. new games this week. This, although before that, I'm sorry, we, we, we moved the schedule around. Before that, <laughs> today is Wednesday, and tonight is uh, Sean streaming. It's Play by the Bell in yeah, its mate. new time slot of Wednesday nights at nine o'clock. Too right. I'm going to be uh, playing. I don't. I already know what I'm going to be playing. Are you willing Can to reveal to listener right am, now, Sean? I am willing to divulge. I'm playing Let's a game go. called Concrete Jungle. Which is basically, you know, it's one of them games where you like building a city, but everything, everything you place like affects the score of other things. It's a bit like Islanders that I played the other week. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so it's in a similar vein to that. But I saw, uh, you know, Tom Francis who made yeah, uh, Gunpoint and a couple of yeah. other th- cool games. He did a video about it the other day, and it looked absolutely fascinating. And it was like four quid on the humble store, so <laughs> bought it. I'm gonna play it. Awesome. So that is tonight. We've listened to us on the day of uh, day of release, Wednesday night, nine o'clock. It's played by the bill. Friday night, James is with a brand new game. It's Until Dawn. Yeah. Now, how much do you know about this game, James? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> cool. Is that, well, is that a good thing or not? I I only played like an hour. I think Dave lent me the disc, and um, yeah, I, I think I like it. It's like a 
I well, do you want me to tell you what I think it put is? Probably no, don't it? tell me anything. I'd okay, well, don't worry about it. It's playing on till dawn on Friday night, nine o'clock. And on Sunday night, I am playing Night in the Woods. It's going off my plate. That's Sunday night from half past eight. That's all on twitch.tv slash the computer game show. Also on Mixer if you want to watch this there, but just don't stick on Twitch. Uh, speaking of Twitch, if you've got Amazon Prime, you also have Twitch Prime. If you connect your accounts, you have one free subscription every single month that Amazon do not want you to spend. They would hate it if you spent it. So why not go over to our channel and give us that free monthly subscription? It doesn't cost you a penny. You can't spend a fiver on your own self. You have to give it to someone else. We really appreciate it if you uh, went over to our channel and, and, and subbed. And if you sub before uh, it doesn't renew so feel free to go over to our channel once again and resub uh, that money uh, really helps us and uh, we really really appreciate it um, also I mean Ninja's gone now isn't he so you might as well give it to us instead yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. I mean the, the, the subs literally going begging um, yeah, so yeah just throw them our way we'd, we'd, we'd love that um uh, Star Calls is out of course every single Monday it's out uh, this week uh, Dave uh, watched Rogue One uh, it's, it's, it's really interesting really really great show so that's out on all podcast services and YouTube of course uh, and uh, last week uh, on Patreon we launched um, we we, we, we released our most recent TCGS talks over where we talked over the uh, the Wii show at E3 2006 which is uh, really interesting uh, mm. so if you're a $10 patron above you can watch that right now uh, and if you want to support us on Patreon anything we do um, or all the things we do you can support us there by going to patreon.com slash TCGS or just go to the computer game show.com for everything else Mint Right, um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week or on the streams or on the bonus shit if you've paid for it. Um, cheers, and thanks. Just, uh, just honestly, from the bottom of my heart, just thanks for letting us be natural, mate. Honestly. Oh, it's nice. Nice you say yeah. that. Yeah, no, it's that's I right. mean, that's, well, that's, uh, safe for all of us in a way. Yeah, it's, you know, it just means a lot. But yeah, um, yeah. No, it's, it's fine. Definitely. No, no. Hi, right, yeah. Bye bye. We'll